Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk to recorded, recorded live. Um, today is April 21st, 2016, and it is 7.32 p.m. I'm on the East Coast, so it's Eastern Daylight Time now. We've sprung ahead, did that a few weeks ago, and um, it's still light outside. It's kind of nice. We have had a beautiful day today. It was in the mid-70s during the afternoon, and um, probably in the 50s or 60s this morning. Perfect days. Mainers love it like this, because you can get your work done early and then enjoy the beautiful sunny afternoon and when it's warm and uh, I spent some time in my car this afternoon reading and just you know collecting my thoughts and stuff and it was so nice I almost fell asleep so it was pretty pretty good while I was sitting there I was in view of the airport I saw a huge white cargo plane land and I'm telling you it was a big one and it shook the ground so I wonder what they're moving around now we can only imagine right Okay, I'm going to start out um, reading. I hate doing it, but I know that it's harder later to pay attention to it than it is now. So I'm going to start out reading. Um, it's an Anna Von Wright. It's the one called uh, Neil Keenan, the Chinese, the all of it, because I would like to keep these things in various places so that if somebody's website goes down, there's still information around that can be gotten to go from. And that's my, that's my uh, strategy. Anything that I find that I think is important, I put it in all kinds of formats and places because we know how electronics can just suddenly go poof and everything's gone. So this one, um, I'm not sure what the date of this one was. Um, it was on her list on the Anna Von Wright's page um, in the last few. It's like near the bottom. Um, so it's fairly recent, and that's why I chose it. What I know for sure is that the nationalist Chinese government placed a large sum of gold on deposit with the New York Fed in 1928, just before the fall of the nationalist Chinese government. The Fed used that gold for years and were supposed to pay interest on the use of it and didn't. They didn't like the communist Chinese government, so they just wrote off their own fiduciary responsibility to the Chinese people, the lawful heirs of the gold hoard, and proposed to keep it for themselves. Neil Keenan brought suit against the New York Fed in 2011 to correct this, but they had already bankrupted the old Federal Reserve System in 2009, so they pleaded bankruptcy protection. Technically, the gold had been held by member banks in the old bankrupt system, so it was argued that all those assets were part of the holdings of the bankrupt banks and blah, blah, blah. It was only after the discovery of prior known bankruptcy fraud and willful disregard of fiduciary management on the part of the Federal Reserve that the perps were eventually cornered and forced to cough up. Now, I have no reason to like the communist Chinese government, but like it or not, they are representing the Chinese people, and the gold belongs to the Chinese people. It does not belong to us. It does not belong to the New York Fed. It needed to go back to China, and the interest on it needed to be paid. Neil Keenan fought hard for that. Any right-thinking human being on this planet who would want their property returned in a similar situation has to agree with him and with the Chinese government. It was a lawful debt 
fair and square, no question about it. Unfortunately, when the bankers got to thinking about their options, they decided to turn their lemons into lemonade. Having been forced to pay the Chinese off, they said, what the hell, if you can't beat them, join them, and they moved their focus of operations to China. And suddenly the Chinese elders appeared. I don't know why the powers that be treat us like little children and invent fairy tales for us, but they do. The Fed Bank stole us and our parents and grandparents and virtually everyone else on the planet blind for over 100 years, not just the Chinese. The banks are like pawn shop owners caught with stolen loot they need to offload. So the Chinese, who had finally gotten their own back, took delivery in behalf of everyone else and unofficially have been trying to return the world's wealth to the actual heirs. Of course, those participating in this whole hand-washing effort become accomplices after the fact, but so long as they carry through on a fair distribution of the wealth and pay back the debts everyone is owed, everyone else is owed, I think we can thank Neil Keenan and those who have fought the fight to this point. Somebody had to do the job. It might as well be Neil Keenan and his group and the Chinese. The one real beef I have so far is that a clean breast of it is not being made. People are once again being told fairy tales and given excuses, which leaves everyone building on lies and sand. Better that the whole truth come out and that the bankers' games come to a permanent end. The danger now is that certain elements in the Chinese government might have short memories, especially under the goading of the Federal Reserve Bank criminals, who are obviously trying to convince them that they can get away with doing unto us and everyone else what the Fed so recently tried to do to them, ignore their fiduciary responsibility to return other people's property, claim that all the assets recovered rightfully belong to the Chinese, when they don't all belong to the Chinese any more than the Chinese gold belong to the Federal Reserve Banks. This is why there is a danger of World War III, and that is what the Federal Reserve Banks are trying to foment anyway, because they make out like bandits whenever there is a war. Now, again, if the Chinese officials are thinking things through, they know that the records are the records and that the whole world will consider them criminals if they don't return the property of the other nations. But now the political shoe is on the other foot. They quite rightly don't want to give our money back to the criminals in D.C. who are responsible for stealing it from us in the first place. And just as the Federal Reserve Banks tried to justify keeping the Chinese gold and not paying the Federal Reserve Banks, tried to justify tried to justify keeping the Chinese gold and not paying the interest to the current Chinese government on the basis that the government is communist, the Chinese government is loath to give back American gold to the rats in D.C. because they know D.C. is a criminal empire and the gold will not go to the American people and will instead go to evil purposes. Damned if you do and damned if you don't. This has resulted in many desperate efforts to give the gold to any responsible American organization willing to represent the actual American people in this matter. I have had at least two dozen organizations approach me wanting to give me gold for the American people. But here is the problem as cited above. It's a damned if you do and damned if you don't proposition. This is profoundly dirty money. Money derived from embezzlement, identity theft, credit theft, enslavement, bankruptcy fraud, an unlawful conversion of titles and asset ownerships, filthy money. The bankers and politicians want to pretend that it never happened. Just empty the vaults of the loot, give it back to the owners, and no admissions are made. Nobody held accountable. Total blackout and immunity. Everyone has a big party with the pennies from heaven or the Chinese elders or Swiss Indo 
or Neil Keenan or whoever takes on the responsibility of distribution. People all over the world have accused me of being a Girl Scout and a prissy little prig who doesn't want to get her hands dirty, a moralist who denies the practical good of distributing the wealth back to the actual people who own it, or an even nastier kind of moralist who wants to see heads roll and bankers and politicians hung by the neck until dead, etc., etc., etc. But the plain fact of it is that I don't believe that such a snow job can succeed in the modern world, and I don't think that the world should be rebuilt on lies and fairy tales. I think we all have to take a share of the blame, hang our heads, and admit what has happened here. America has been one of the most enslaved nations on the planet. That's the fact. Most of the world has been enslaved for generations by corrupt, mostly Western governments and banks and lawyers used as the attack dogs of banks. That's what has happened here. All this newfound wealth is built on the blood of soldiers who have been lied to, on the blood of innocent women and helpless children, on gold teeth extracted from Jewish corpses, on slave labor in India and Bangladesh, on farmland laid waste, on water defiled, on innocent animals being abused, on every kind of evil you can think of. We have to admit that. We have to share it in the, in the, we have to stare it in the eye. And if only for a brief time, we have to own the facts and remember how we got here. It is not just a petty sense of morality that requires it. It's the danger of going forward into a new world without such a reckoning. I am not going to ally myself with the fraud or try to protect it and I certainly won't try to prolong any continuance of it. I'm not going to stretch out my hand without a clear recognition that what I receive is only what is rightfully mine, a stolen inheritance being returned. The men who knowingly created this monstrous system are long dead and gone. All that remains are their heirs and second and third generation capos, I don't know that word, by the way, who did what we are told, and for the most part, they never stopped to question anything. As one judge in Alaska told me, that's the way we do things. That's the way we've always done things. It didn't occur to him that what he was doing was wrong, much less that it was criminal. The fraud had been set in motion so long ago that nobody even recognized it as a crime. It's time that we did, not out of vengeance or any need to cause further harm, but simply to recognize the truth and avoid ever going through such a debacle again. Men are by nature creatures of habit. We become easily indoctrinated. We function on assumptions. We label things and try to shove reality into boxes. We even try to shove each other into neat little thought containers, black and white, Jew and Muslim, and so on. Knowing this about ourselves gives us an opportunity to rise above our current condition and these known weaknesses. We can learn to entertain a healthy degree of skepticism. We can learn to laugh at ourselves. We can learn to forgive. The one thing we can't do is hide our heads in the sand and leave our butts in the air anymore. So how did the Americans get their share without feeding the beast in Washington? We established a national depository on neutral native tribal land and used the post offices as distribution and service centers to deliver banking services. We use money orders instead of checks. We do what people all over this country have done and are doing. We rebuild the lawful government we are heir to, establishing jural assemblies. Jural being J-U-R-A-L, county by county. We mint our American silver dollars and we issue certificates based on them until such time as blockchain technology renders the old banking system and its limitations archaic. It shouldn't be long. We organize our states on the land again and call for a Continental Congress. We send our delegations of elected state deputies, fiduciary officers, not representatives. 
we do all the house cleaning and housekeeping that has been neglected for 150 years. We explained to the rest of the world that our proper governmental system was usurped by banks and self-interested corporations and that the United States is not America. So please stop using these names in the same breath as if they ever were one and the same. They are not and haven't been since the foundation of this country. They've just been deliberately confused by venal men engaged in semantic deceit, seeking to defraud other people and other nations. The American people are not alone in this condition. More than half the world is in the same boat. If we feel stupid, we've got plenty of company. Please understand that Americans were victimized and duped as bad or worse than everyone else. Understand that 98% of the foreign aid we gave in good faith was stolen by criminals who were merely under contract to provide us with governmental services. Over 80% of the money we gave to help the poor in this country never reached its intended destination either. Understand that we were lied to and robbed blind. Understand that we were conscripted into all sorts of federal programs against our will and have suffered under armed racketeering that was protected under color of law for many years. Instead of being afraid of the apocalypse, which merely means the drawing back of a curtain or a revelation, be glad, like popping a boil or draining a wound. It may hurt a bit, but it's the only way we can heal the past. I'll give you the link to this now. <clears throat> when I read it, I thought, yeah, exactly. That's how I feel about the whole thing is that we have, um, you know, we have a, um, a system that's been so far out of whack and so full of corruption for such a long time that the people that started it aren't even here anymore. It's going to be a hard thing to correct. Um, but I do think there's people that are active right now and they're doing what they can. So, um, And let's see. Val Am put some things on from Maine Republic email alert. Now that um, that website that you gave Valam is supposed to be someone from Maine, who I don't know. I actually asked around. Um, I think Dottie said she knew something about that person, um, but there are legal implications here for for um, I think his name's David Robbins. Robbins, and I don't know who he's connected with. Maybe he's kind of working on his own. But it's it's really odd to me, as active as I've been and the people that I've talked to, that I'd never heard of this man before. And I see him showing up on this Maine Republic email alert website. And I, apparently he does live in Maine because I've seen him in the newspaper recently. In fact, if you look up his name, you'll probably find the case because um, I think he and another man have been sentenced recently for something probably related to these issues, legal issues that they're trying to push here. So, <clears throat> okay, so um, that was the first one. The second one um, is a video that I saw this morning um, just uh, on someone's Facebook timeline, and I was very surprised. I didn't know the man, but I thought that what he said was important and um, that people should hear it and see it, and so I'm going to get that now. Feel free to get up and walk around. You can listen to it. You can save. You know, you can get tea, whatever you want to do. But I think it's important enough that I should play it because it's timely. It's called In Nine Days, Wall Street Commits Suicide. 
and the man talks about revelation. He talks about nukes. He talks about cities, et cetera. So I'm going to let you listen to this. Revelations says, and I'll read it to you, 
We're reading out of Revelation 8. It says, in Greek? I'm going to read in English. In English. So you understand. <clears throat> the first angel sounded a trumpet. The third of the earth was burned up. A third of the trees were burned up, and the green grass was burned up. Have you looked at what they're doing with the weather lately? A third of the earth is burned up. Second angel sounded his trumpet, and something, a third of the sea was turned to blood. It was killed. Have you seen the dead fish? We just did a video. A third of the oceans are dead. We've passed that point in time. And it says, a third angel, a third of the rivers were burned up. The name of the star is Wormwood. That's not what it says. Yapitos. It says the name is not Wormwood. They lied to you. It's Absinthos. You notice the word, that says Wormwood, but the word starts with an A. Absinthos. Absinthos. The Jesuits call Obama Absinthos. Obama is here. Absinthos is here. A third of the land, a third of the water, and a third of the oceans are dead. Absinthos is here. Obama is here. Now, what happens next? talks about a second God, and see, they lie to you about this all the time. You are constantly lied to by your pastors, and the, they don't know. They don't go Greek English, Greek English. They don't go Hebrew English, Hebrew English. They don't know. Or they're not allowed to. They're not allowed. They, a lot of churches don't allow you to do that. I walk into a Baptist church, I start reading it like this, they'll throw me out because they bow to the God of money. They're 501c3s. This is another God they talk about. This is Ephesians 4 and 5. The disobedience, the sons of disobedience. That is not the son of disobedience. That is the son of A-P-E-I-T-H-E-I-A-S. Apheus. The god of Apheus. The god Absinthios. Now, if you read later, Absinthos is displaced, the god of lies, Obama, killing, murdering, thievery, is displaced by the sons of the disobedience. They are two different gods. So let's explain what happens without going through a big biblical gyration. One this. seminar. Oh, my God. Sem yeah. It's a three-hour seminar. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, so what's the difference between the liar and thief and murderer and rapist and child murderer and gay person versus the one who's disobedient to God's law? They're two different demons. And Absinthos will be replaced by Absinthos. They will be replaced. What does that mean? That means Obama's the United States is taking Obama's taking the United States down and along with it himself. He's a demon inhabiting a body. Does he care what happens to the United States? No. Um, and finally, a vision. There's a gal walking around and her vision may be true because this is some of what I see, although we can change this. We have over a hundred thousand people praying against this right now. As you're watching this, be focused and don't pray and say Amen. Amen raw. God of Egypt? No. That was added into the Bible by Rome. Um, the vision that the market will crash, which is kind of insane because 60% of the trading is done with artificial intelligence. IA. Or AI. They may not be able to do this, so the entire vision may have been reset. The market crashes. Everybody gets laid off. Obama comes out and says, we have martial law. He creates food rioting because he shuts down the distribution for food. He creates the food rioting, declares martial law. He, he declares himself as the permanent Führer of the United States. Obama becomes the permanent 
computer of the United States. Well, surprise, 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 Obama. You spot you SOBs in World War II, you Nazi pigs like George Soros, and we're going to beat you Nazi pigs again. We're not going to do it. God's going to do it because you're pigs. Understand that? God's taking you down, Obama. God's taking your staff down because that Sinsos will be replaced by Abtius. The entire system is coming down, and with it, you, but God will protect his people. Care of your families now. It's not time to worry about your neighbor. Time to bring in food, water, time to bring in medications. Pardon me? Order food. Order, yeah, I know, I know. We're not supposed to say uh, orderfood.thrivelife.com. We're not supposed to say um, here. Right food for there. liberty. Food for liberty right there. You can buy the medications plus the immunocyst and citric care. You can buy all of that. It's time to take care of your family because when the Nazis go down, when the fascist pigs all hail the Fuhrer Obama, when the fascist pigs, oh, he's not a Fuhrer. The little gay boy uses iron coins. Hitler had the guts to use silver coins. This little gay boy is using little iron coins. I'm sorry, can you tell I don't like the White House? I don't like liars. I don't like Michelle Obama having an Adam's apple and walking out on Oprah with something that happens down here and only men can do it. She's in a dress and she walked out. I mean, she's the guy. Hello, I don't like, you don't like liars. You want people who tell you the truth. And this is the truth. Asynthos, the liar, the murderer, the thief is going to be taken down by Aptheus, and then Aptheus himself will be taken down by the next power. It's all in the Bible. You're going to go to your pastor, he's going to be clueless. Eight, ten, twelve years of education, and he doesn't know that Wormwood is actually has a different name. We'll take him down. If you beat him once, we'll beat him again. We'll change. I'm not quite sure what Atheus means. Atheos, that's Obama. He is, he, the White House is where all the lies and the murderers and the wars and the thievery. And that's the Absinthos. Absinthos. Atheos is a different guy. The dragon will rise from the east with the seven heads, the seven provinces of China, the ten horns, India, Mongolia, Russia, join it. So Apatheus is the east coming to the west and taking stomping, over, stomping. which is China basically coming into the west and taking over. Oh, my gosh. And then they, too, will be stomped. First, they will utterly destroy the liars and thieves. You think, well, I'm not doing anything. Well, yeah, you're bringing the homosexuals in. The gays and the murderers and child molesters right into your homes. Right through a little box. They're controlling your brain. The television set. You say, I'm doing nothing wrong. Really? You turn that on and you watch six hours of homosexuals and murderers and child rapists telling you their morals? Are you insane? These commercials are made up in, in New York City and another advertising where it's primarily by these murderers? You have to do a satanic murder to get ahead. You bring those murderers into your home. That's why Absintho sets you up for total destruction. That's Obama. It's Obama. He sets you up for total destruction. He's got TVs and cell towers everywhere. You either connect to your cell phone, a computer, or television. Who are the walking dead? And after they he's displaced, then they will be displaced as well. Obama plans for the riots and to declare himself the Führer, the Heil, the are your papers. We want you to have your papers. We will chip you because the driver's license and iris pattern read by every camera at 500 yards is not enough. They have to chip your hand because they're basic. 
the jerks. They hate you. Lucifer hates life himself. Not only does he spraying you with the Montana chemtrail flu, he's spraying the trees and the grasses and the rabbits, and he's spraying the fish. A third of the oceans are dead. Wormwood is here. Stop listening to the pastors who are trained by liars and have to tell you lies or they lose their nonprofit status. You have to listen. You have to get into the Word, and you have to realize what it really says. Anyway, any questions, Jane? <laughs> no. So that all happens in nine days, and these pigs will be, they'll, they'll be gone. God will destroy them. Obama, the Bushes, uh, the Bill, the Burgers who meet in the hotel, the Rothschilds, the Vatican, they're, they'll all be destroyed. In fact, the Pope may have to resign or run away like a little girly boy. Uh, but he wasn't gay. He had a girlfriend. Uh, pregnant girlfriend, I might add. Uh, was killed by the Knights Templar. That was in Sorsha two weeks ago. Anyway, any, any more questions, Jane? Nope. Okay, I'll let you do the rest of the research. Pray that these SOBs go down hard <laughs> and quickly. Thank you very much, and have a nice day. I didn't even realize that was William Mount when I listened to that this morning. I was half asleep. That's probably why. I was listening to that, looking at his um, whiteboard or chart paper or whatever he wrote on, and I thought, well, this guy, you know, whether you believe everything he has to say or just pieces of it or even know anything at all about him, um, he's working on it. He's doing something regardless, not causing any harm. He's just telling, so... I don't vouch for anything that was in there. Just wanted you to hear it because um, it was timely and it related to some other things that we've heard lately. One of them being that Able Danger had put out a threat window. Um, I think it was for the 19th. And they were talking about um, Washington, D.C. and Chicago, I believe, which were two different cities. But the same theme of the nukes, that there's missing nukes and that they plan to use those. Um, so people should be prepared and be ready to take care of their families. We don't know anything about what people are doing in the background as usual, and I'm certainly not a fear mongerer, but I do believe in preparedness because that's how we were raised here in Maine, living near an air base. We were raised to be prepared at all times for that or severe weather or anything. I mean, Mainers are just very resourceful people. So, All right. Um, a lot of times people complain that no one's doing anything. And so one of my themes that I've been kind of continuing with the past few weeks is when I see stories of people who are doing things, even if it's just themselves, just one person, that um, it encourages other people and, and it, I believe it has an effect overall. That's why I've done it. I've done it my whole life, but I really concentrate on making sure I do it now. If I have an opportunity, I will take it to... Um, push along the um, exposure of corruption um, to take the um, to take the um, whatever you want to call it the statements of anything of angst um, justice type statements whatever they are directly to the person if I have a chance I will say exactly what I think to their face because I think it's more powerful that way. It's like, holy cow, people are actually paying attention to this. It's not just me up in front of a microphone giving a speech. 
there are people that are listening to this and actually thinking because <laughs> I think they've taken for granted the fact that the the public is in their mind just a mass of people that are all the same. They don't they don't see individuals, they don't see that there are people who are what you would call outliers in a statistical sense that are not the average that um are like right now there are people sitting there thinking about the world situation and they may be living in a you know a nice apartment they may be living out in the woods in a cabin they may be traveling down the road right now and thinking about it and the more people that are doing that and acting upon what they believe they should be doing i believe that's our best hope for correcting situations that we're living in right now um I saw someone mention in the chat, I think it was I think it was Bell about the uh, situation in Flint. It might have been James Kim. Got trying to see and I can't really tell who said it. Anyway, um that Flint, Michigan thing, um oh James Kim put Michigan Attorney General expected to file charges over Flint water crisis. I saw yesterday, I think it was, that three people, they'd already gotten three people. One of them was the person whose job it was to make sure that the water was safe. And they said they were going after more, that this wasn't all of them. And someone actually mentioned, do you think that the governor is also in danger? And and they just said, um, we're not leaving anyone out, <laughs> meaning they're looking for anybody responsible. I think that's a good thing. These people knew, they actually knew and did it anyway. They knew they were poisoning people. So throw the book at them. Bring them to Queen Ginger's court. She'll give them two minutes. But their job is to protect the public. They have no excuse. All right. Um, let's see we had um I was talking about people who were doing things individually, and uh, I believe making a difference by doing this. Another thing I saw this morning I got a big kick out of was posted on a Facebook. It was someone who was just giving an account of what happened this morning in their morning, and I gotta read it to you because it was so darn good, really good. It made me laugh actually. Okay, I've talked about Emily Kane before. She's a person here in Maine who ran for uh, Congress in our congressional district. We only have two Congress people in Congress critters or whatever you call them. We only have two in Maine because our population's not huge. So we have one in the southern part of the state, and we have one up here, second district. I think it's called her. Yeah, I think we're second district. I don't know. We only have two districts, and I always get them mixed up which one we're in. But um, right now we have Bruce Poliquin in Congress, and Emily Kane is the Democrat, and she was convinced she was going to win. She's, she was in the legislature. She has, um, you know, one of those uh, kind of casual memberships in the clique that runs Maine, and so she always would have lots of entourage around her and people telling her how great she is all the time, and, um, you know, she's connected really well, and and people think she's cute and she's treated like a little princess, but she's um, she's a progressive, I mean, seriously progressive liberal. 
and she didn't win. Um, Bruce Poliquin won, and the night of the election, when she came out, when most people would give a confession speech, she just said she was going to wait for the final results and ran off crying. I mean, it was really sad um, because the look on her face was shock that she didn't win. It wasn't like there was any question in her mind. So she's going to come back and do it again. Well, what's happened in the past week or so is that she went out to Hollywood to hobnob with the rich and famous out there. And this wasn't really covered in the media, big surprise. But on Facebook, everybody was talking about it, like, what the heck is she doing out there? Because all she does is complain about this stuff. So um, there's been some, some criticism of that. Well, anyway, so this morning I'm looking at Facebook and I'm reading down through to see what's new. And I saw this written by someone who saw her this morning. It was a man, I believe. Um, and this is what he posted on someone someone I know, someone I know Facebook, but he wasn't somebody I knew. But I do know Emily Kane. I've met her before. Okay, here here we go. Walking into work at BIW this morning, which is Bath Iron Works, where they build the naval vessels that I've talked about before. Um, so he's walking into work this morning. Who do I see standing outside the gate? None other than Emily Kane, fresh off of her California trip where she spoke before a group of Hollywood elites and a dark money liberal billionaires club called Democracy Advocates or something like that. Emily Kane likes to make speeches calling for the need to eliminate dark money from the political process, but has no problem taking that same dark money from Hollywood elites, liberal billionaires, and the likes of Nancy Pelosi. So here's the picture. Poor little Emily standing all by her lonesome, looking forlorn, with no one keeping her company except for a BIW union enforcer, an opportunity I couldn't pass up. So I approached poor little Emily, introduced myself, and then asked her if she would answer a question for me. She says, sure. So I asked her, who are you lying to? Now this question really took her by surprise. After she stopped looking perplexed, she said she didn't understand. I said, Emily, it's simple. Are you lying to the people of Maine when you make your grand statements decrying dark money in politics while also demanding that Citizens United be repealed? Or did you lie to the dark money Hollywood elites and liberal billionaires club that you were rubbing elbows with last week in California? You're clearly lying to someone, so which is it? Her response, I don't know what you're talking about and I'm not lying to anyone. I then told her, there's the problem with you socialist Democrats. You're hypocrites and dishonest, and you don't care who knows it because it's the do as I say, not as I do mantra. You can't be honest about anything, and when you're called out on it, you just feign ignorance of the subject. Well, about this time, the union enforcer was getting agitated, and I had no more time to waste on poor little Emily as I had to get to work. So I told poor little Emily good luck with her campaign and that I didn't want to be her and have to answer to Pelosi and her new California friends about the millions of dollars they wasted on her campaign because Bruce Poliquin is going to beat you by an even bigger margin than the last time. Poor little Emily didn't like me too much. And in typical socialist Democrat fashion, she never expects to be held to account. A great way to start my day. So, one person seeing the opportunity to talk to her, walked up to her and said that. Can I ask you a question? Who are you lying to? How simple is that? Then he went on his way to work. So that was one of them. Um, 
number four. Let's see. Number four, I've got my stuff listed here, listed out, numbered, so I can go faster, hopefully. Number four is Mike Gill. Mike Gill is the person that I've been talking about because Dottie brought him to my attention. He's the person who um, has been having a hard time over in New Hampshire, but he's making a lot of progress. If he stays alive, it'll be good. Um, he, um, I don't know if I saved his. Thing here or not? Let me see. Saved it. Um, he was in he was in jail for contempt of court regarding a divorce proceeding, and was in jail for nine or ten days on a, on a contempt charge. Like I said, he had no contact until almost the end of it with anyone, even though his children had been threatened, adult children. Um, he's been exposing the banking system the drug dealers, the uh, corrupt officials in government, including the Attorney General's office, um, directly confronting people. And he does a show called State of Corruption. He, um, he has a YouTube channel that's called Mike Gill. You can find his videos. And the one that uh, blew my mind this week was his... Um, is speaking in front of, it looked like a committee, it looked like a conference room in possibly the New Hampshire State House, but I'm not sure, but it was that type of fancy conference room. There were only a few people there. Someone videotaped it, um, and it looked like the media might have been there too. And um, the demeanor of the person in the room who he was, one of the people he was directly confronting was named Chris Sununu. I'm not sure if he's related. I wish Dottie was here because she would probably know. But I'm not sure if he's directly related to Sununu that everybody ever heard of. Could be his son. I'm not sure. But it was pretty serious allegations being made. And he was sitting within two feet, possibly, of this man while he was confronting him in front of this whole official committee. It was very... Um, well, it would have been uncomfortable for me, let's put it that way. And, I'm, and when I'm really livid about something, I don't have any trouble speaking. But um, I was really surprised to see this much going on here. So I'm going to say, it was two weeks ago, it says. Um, and at first it started, and they were all just sitting there smirking, like, you know, yeah, what are you going to do about it kind of expression. And by the end of it, you could tell that people were extremely uncomfortable, in fact, this Chris Sununu was um, becoming more agitated as the time went on. So I'm just going to pick a little piece of it and just play part of it so you can hear, hear the tone of it because you really need to go see it so you can see the video of the demeanor of the people in the room because it was a definitely a big um, confrontation and another example of people on their own confronting people no matter what, like no matter what the consequences are because they could – probably easily take him out at any time. Okay, let me know if you can't hear it once it starts. That's way too long for me to play the whole thing. Oops. Oh, there's writing on it at the beginning, so i got to get to where they're actually talking. Going in about eight minutes or so. 
kinds of documentation for that. Um, I think that um, he is on, you know, a slippery slope, obviously, with these people because they're not particularly um, cozy and comfortable when he's around. And it's because he's he's blasting them out. He's calling them out on everything. Um, let's see. Top comments. Good for you, Mr. Gill. I just recently became aware of your plight doing a lot of watching of your videos and reading up on your actions. The country needs more people like you, and I hope your children are now aware of the truth of what their father went through and how much he went through for them. Um, and then the person underneath of it says, Plight, dude, do some more digging. Gil is more full of shit than a septic tank. I was reading it. Pardon my words. He put, um, on the end of this video, he put... Uh, numerous pages of text messages um, as backup for some of what he said. It was a pretty good video. It was about, uh, I think, about 30 minutes long. But uh, mentioned a lot of names. Uh, Liberty Insurance was one of them. Um, directly named people in New Hampshire. In New England up here where we live, a lot of our uh, politics and uh, networks and things like that 
for good or bad, are connected across state lines, obviously. So this is why it's a real big interest to some of us here. And uh, Dottie knows a lot about it because she's studied on it for a long time. <coughs> anyway, so you can also find more information about that on Unmasker for Maine, which is the number four, which is a blog that um, has all kinds of these kinds of just really interesting and in-depth research that's been done on these different things. And um, we need to support each other by reading this stuff, putting two and two together if we can, and uh, helping out with solving some of the mysteries that we still have, answering some of the questions for people. Because together, we've been everywhere. There's no way that they can ever keep all of it undercover forever because of the fact that we do know things just from where we've lived or what kind of work we've done, people we know, that kind of thing. They'll never be able to figure it all out. So keep helping if you can. That's just my little pep talk. Um, that wasn't a very clear one either, guest number 10. It was kind of muffled because the person doing the videotaping for Mike Gill was behind him. So you were hearing it from the back of his head rather than in front of him. But you could see the faces of the people looking at him, and it was really good. All right, um, let's see. The next one, uh, I was going to mention about Phil McConnell's book. He's writing a book. It's almost finished. He expects it to be done by the beginning of May and be published. And I uh, believe he's going to be appearing as a guest in England in about, uh, I forget if it's two or three weeks, sometime during the month of May. Um, and he says he's going to be speaking about Hillary, which should be interesting. Um, he's he's working hard on this book, and I'm glad he's doing some writing that's you know official, like for publication, because the 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 uh, chapters of the book that were written for April Danger were largely written with a lot of um, inside comedy, um, X-rated jokes. Um, videos and pictures, and a lot of people just couldn't follow it. It was meant for the, it, supposedly it was meant for the intelligence community because references made and some of the off-color and X-rated jokes would be understood by them and not by everybody. So it would, it would put the information out there but mask it. I, I thought it was a genius thing. Some people didn't like that. They thought it was the wrong way to go about it, but we can see that our scholarly um, journal-type articles that people used to put out to be seen as an expert, who reads them? Nobody reads them. It's like they sit in a, you know, in a library somewhere in a binder. People don't go in and read those. There's a lot more research being done now, a lot more writing because of the Internet. It is one of the good things about it. And sometimes you think, you know, if these people took some of their blogs that they wrote and published them, they would make a lot of money. But times have changed, and people aren't even buying books the way they used to. So keep your eyes peeled for that book to come out. I think it's going to be interesting to read it. It'll be collectible at any rate because um, it'll be, you know, something that will have all this stuff that people can take out and research. And they can call it whatever they like. They can call it conspiracy theories. They can say people are a bunch of crackpots and don't know what they're talking about. Who cares? It will exist, and it will be in a book, which means it can't be changed. It's not going to be like these uh, websites that 
you know, you read it one day and the next day you go link to it and there's nothing there. So we need to get things onto paper, including pictures. Any evidence we have of anything needs to be on paper somewhere, not just on a computer saved in a file. So, um, Hopefully the people that call in know that if they want to talk, they can raise their hand. I think most people know that on TalkShoe now. Um, I wanted to mention that the Republican Convention for Maine is going to be held in Bangor. It's going to be this coming weekend. I don't know if I want to be in town or not for that. I may leave. Not sure. It would probably be exciting to see all the people around because it's going to probably jam the downtown area up pretty tight because no, it's not a huge downtown here. But um, Dr. Ben Carson is going to be speaking and also Carly Fiorina. So there will be people that will come just to hear them speak. So I think it will be a, probably a busy, productive convention. I'm not a Republican, so I won't be going to it. Um, I mentioned last week that I'd been solicited to be a delegate for the Republican convention, and I said um, I'm not a Republican. Actually, I'm a registered Democrat in Maine, at least as far as I know. It was this way anyway. You had to be registered in one party or the other to vote in primaries um, or participate in caucuses, and that's what we have now. We have caucuses. And um, I was disgusted with the Republican Party after the election of 2000, so I joined the Democrat Party, worked on things very hard for the next two presidential elections, and then... Well, you can see what's happened. I'm, I'm disgusted with the Democrats now. You know, God works in mysterious ways, and I think that part of the reason that I was supposed to be fluctuating like that between the two parties and uh, looking at things in depth, as I always do with anything I'm interested in, it caused me to see that the parties are not the problem. It's, it's all for show. It's just so that you'll see people arguing about things, and it's all for show because once you get up in the higher echelons of government controls and global controls, there's no political party at all. These people all work together. They all make money together. They're happily marrying into each other's families. And um, so it's a facade, and I wouldn't have seen it if I'd stayed on one side or the other. Um, what else do I have on here? I have... Um, I guess that's most of what people were doing things. Also, I wanted to mention that Prince died today, which a lot of people know already. And um, there's a lot of speculation about his death, whether or not he knew he was going to die, whether he was murdered, whether he staged his death and has escaped to the bunkers, as they say. Some of the upper echelon um, at the point where you know there's going to be some kind of mass destruction will start disappearing, and it could just be that he's disappearing. But apparently he was outspoken about such things as chemtrails. Um, I really don't know. I'm not a Prince fan. I didn't follow Prince's career, really. Um, I do like songs, and I'll probably go listen to a few songs and you know, reminisce about the days when they were popular. I don't know, but that wasn't, uh, that wasn't first in my mind. Um, I stocked up on some food today just because of that William Mount video. But isn't that always the way you start stocking up on your stuff and then later on you throw out half of it because you don't want to eat it? Just something that was shelf, you know, long shelf life. But I didn't want to be caught.
flat-footed, as we call it. So, um, I mentioned there was a big heavy plane today that landed. Um, I don't know what it was hauling, um, but it was it rattled the ground. It was one of those really, really big ones. I didn't drive around to see if it had markings that I could recognize. I just didn't have time to do it, so I didn't bother. Um, there was also a big military transport-type plane that left not too long after that, and it was one of those that has a big belly. It looks like a pregnant airplane, and I think they say those are troop transport planes. Maybe somebody in the chat knows. Um, someone had their last flight over Maine today. Um, I guess in the military you can have a last flight of your career if you'd like to do it, and somebody did that today in Aroostook County. Um, they were from the small town of Easton. There's an Amish settlement there too, and it was a C-17, so there were lots of beautiful photographs taken. If anyone likes to look at aircraft photographs or anything to do with nature or Maine, there are also other places too. There are members from Australia, Florida, other places, but mostly it's Maine. Um, there is a Facebook page called Just Looking Around, and it has it's for amateur photographers. Well, I guess they could be professionals too, but most of them are amateur photographers. And the rules are just that you can't share other people's photos and that they don't want people in the photos because they want it to be about what catches your eye wherever you go, you know, what is what shows up to you as something interesting. So today there were a lot of those planes. Uh, a lot of pictures of that plane, the C-17. Um, Just Looking Around is the name of the Facebook page group. You have to join it, I think. You have to ask to join it, but they'll let you in. Um, I've been looking at things about Yellowstone. It looks like it's really spread out underground as far as the problems there. Um, probably Vel has her eyes on that. She's been watching a lot about that. She lives in the western part of the United States. Um, the earthquakes and things that are going on out there. I have not been to Yellowstone. It's a place I'd like to go, but probably with my luck, it would be the day it decided to you know, go kaflui. I don't know. Um, I heard that Amon Bundy was out of solitary confinement, and I read that somewhere. I don't know. He, he and Pete Santelli are able to see each other now, I guess. I haven't gone back in and really gotten into that again yet either. I probably will. It's like you have to catch up and then you have to catch up somewhere else. But um, As far as the thing I forgot to mention about people who are doing their own work independently or seeing the opportunity and taking it, such as you know getting a chance to speak at a meeting or going to see somebody in person or writing personal letters like Vel said she had done. Um, not everyone's comfortable or can do those things, and I just want to mention that because every once in a while someone will get upset and they'll say, why isn't anyone helping? Why aren't these people coming out and supporting this person or standing on the steps with a sign or whatever it is they want done? And it's because not everyone can do that. Yes, it's true there are a lot of lazy people, but I see a lot of activism lately, and I think that some people just can't do it. I mean, if you are, you know, if you're responsible to feed your five children. You can't go and stand on the steps and scream and yell about something and possibly lose your job and not feed your family. You have to have your priorities. There are there are things in everyone's life that affect what they are able to do or what they're willing to do. And if you're doing anything, it's helpful. 
And I just wrote down, you know, you could be observers. You could sit somewhere just every day and watch what's going on. And then when you see something unusual, note it and let someone know. Um, you could just, you know, do various types of roles. You could um, send anonymous letters if you can't call somebody because, you you know, you can't be seen to be doing some action. Um, it doesn't mean that you're not in support just because people don't see you showing up or because you didn't put a ton of likes on somebody's Facebook page. It doesn't mean that you're not doing anything. And that's, you know, I've had people tell me I'm not doing anything. And, man, I'm doing this 24 hours a day. It's either this or something for the global stuff or the local things. I'm doing something all the time, every day. That's all I think about is how can I use this day to forward this particular um, goal, to reach a goal, walk towards it at least. Um, yesterday, let's see. Um, I don't know. I worked uh, I. Just, I can't remember what I did yesterday. I think I just read a bunch of stuff. Um, I've gone through my whole. I think I've gone through my whole um, list of my notebook at least. I wanted to remind people too that we have other people that we used to uh, listen to and talk about and see once in a while and. Uh, I'm losing track of some of them, and I want to get back to that. So I'm going to be taking some time to re, you know, re-educate myself or refresh my memory. But there's like um, Jack's show, Aroostook Watchman on Talk Show. He's, I believe, he's not doing it every weekend now. I think it's lapsed a bit, but he does have some shows on. Um, they're usually Saturday morning at eight o'clock for an hour. Um, I think he does a lot of pre-recording when he does get one on there. Roger Eck still doing his show, which is called Northern Maine Landman, and I'm thinking he's doing it on Friday mornings at 9 uh, live, and then it's played, recorded, or something. I'm not sure because I've lost track of Roger Eck. I used to go in and listen to it right after Aroostook Watchman, and because Aroostook Watchman's on Saturday now, I'm not seeing it as much. I'm not getting in there as much. But Roger Ack is a treasure as well. He has um, just, he has an extreme amount of knowledge on Maine history, um, properties, um, local stories and lore, that kind of thing. He's a, a, what do you call it, a, I can't think of the word, Maine guide, I believe. Um, he sells real estate. He's just a cool guy, and the way he tells his stories are awesome. I wish they were all written down so I could just take a book and sit outside and read it. Um, his show is on Talk Show as well. It's called Northern Maine Landman. So if you get a chance, go listen to him. He knows stuff about the Appleseed trainings for um, marksmanship. He knows about um, the constitutional issues, Agenda 21, and he, when he tells his stories, and just talks like conversationally. He enters in, you know, enters in some of his knowledge into his stories. Okay, now I'm going to take a look at the. Did pretty good. It's only been an hour, hour and five minutes maybe, and I've gotten into my um, my links now. Um. 
because I already went down through my notes that I wrote today in my notebook. Okay, um, Novastar, which is a company that was running um, running ferries from Portland to Nova Scotia. Because if you take out a map and look, you can take a boat from Maine to Nova Scotia, and it's quicker than going around by by road. So this has been something that's been done for a long time. Um, there was a ferry called the Cat, which was a fast ferry, a boat that was made in uh, in uh, Australia, and then this one. I don't even know what you call this kind of boat. It's just it looks like a big ferry boat, a huge one. Um, the former operator of a ferry between Portland and Yarmouth, Nova Scotia, has filed for bankruptcy protection in Canada, claiming about $62,000 in debt to the city of Portland and about $362,000 to Maine-based companies. So um, they claim they have $12 million in debt, and they have $112,000 in assets. Not a good thing. So um, there's all kinds of stuff in here about this, and it was kind of a big story. but. There's still going to be a ferry, and apparently they're going to be using a military, um, some type of military boat to to do it. So, I'm trying to what they have here, if it's in here, I don't see it right now. If I see anything about it later, I'll let you know. But that's a big deal for, you know, something that was running as basically, you know standard transportation between two points to have them go bankrupt. Um, yeah, guess 10, everything is in debt. It's ridiculous. But our government debt is not ours because we didn't sign on for it. We did not take the debt. They lied to us and they used us like saddles for credit. So, okay, so that's gone. The one about the bankruptcy. What else do I have? Really cool video that I came across that I used last year for something, and I thought it was just cool. So I'm just going to give you this one to just go look at when you get a chance. It's um ah playing music. Sorry. Um, it's called the Fibonacci sequence, and it is a video with music, and it's really really nice. So let me see. They don't watch it all day, but. Sometimes you have other things to do. But if you need to calm your mind and you just want to do something quiet, it's a good meditative type of thing. The video of the Fibonacci sequence. So it shows it to you over and over again in various things, including a lot of nature type things, nature photography. Um, I'm slowing down on some of the stuff that I used to look through and just get so depressed. I was like, why am I watching this stuff? It's just picking me off to no end. Okay, uh, my links I had, I guess that was pretty much, I didn't have too much in here because it was a slow week. I almost, like I said last week, I almost didn't do it this week because I didn't have enough. And then I thought, well, I can always talk about something. I'll bring some stuff in and I'll read some things for the record, as we call it just to, you know, document that somebody said it somewhere and that we talked about it, like wasn't missed, and then go on. So I guess, um, Desert Pete, are you calling in tonight? 
I am, uh, let's see, I'm going to see who's in here in the chat right now, too. Um, yeah, everybody's talking in the chat about various things, and I'm not sure exactly what they are. I need to be locked up at night. I binge eat. Darn it, darn it. You know what, guest number 10, the thing that I eat at night that helps a lot is I eat cereal like I'm eating breakfast. Desert Pete, you can do what you like. You're not forced to do anything. It's not the circus, right? <laughs> so, uh, see if Monty Hello, Monty Henry. Did you want to say something? Yeah, you're running out of topics? Not really. I got Desert Pete coming on the line right now. Oh, I was going to say, if you don't talk about anything, the idea that uh, the victims of 9-11 uh, may get a chance to sue Saudi Arabia for uh, their part as far in funding terrorist activities, including 9-11, that's kind of controversial for for a lot of people. Yeah, it is. We we've talked about 9/11 extensively in the past. And what about the idea? That we knew the that Saudi Arabia was involved way back then, like the first day. That's who. Were, okay. They were the ones that were involved that were brought out to the public. Were people from Saudi Arabia? The idea of suing them. Well, if they can get something, you know, whatever, good. Just not the focus, that's all. Oh, but we, all, most of us do know about that, though. We know a lot about 9-11, actually. A lot of people in here follow the work of Able Danger, which has been on that. that That's the focus of Able Danger, actually. What about, the, what about the connections? Can you tell me anything about the connections? Maybe I missed out on the, the actual connections in terms of how, how the Saudis, who the Saudis were actually funding, what organizations. What do you know about that? Um, that most of what the public's being told has nothing to do with any of it. No, I mean, specifically, what do you know about the group? What have people been discussing as far as any particular group that the Saudis have been? Because I've, I've been blogging about some very specific names of people uh, in those terrorist groups and in order to make the connection. See, there's one thing to have a conspiracy and, 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 and to make allegations or assumptions, but it's quite another thing to name some very specific connections. Um, the people that were mostly involved with 9-11 were Canadians and Americans, unfortunately. Americans? And Canadians, yes. And there, there was, what about the group from, uh, the, the, uh, the, the funding didn't, didn't actually just go to America's. I mean, the the funding supposedly was for those terrorist organizations out of the Middle East, or, or, out of um, I, I, Iran and I and 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 Pakistan and and what about all those places? Hamas. What what about those connections there? That might be important, right? Um, we don't. Well, I don't know what other people believe in here. I'm not telling people what they believe, but um, most of the evidence doesn't add up to any of that. That was like to give a pretext to go to war in the Middle East. That's okay, why wait a minute. Let me make sure I understand this. We okay. want a pretext to go to war 
based upon the Saudis funding uh, those terrorist organizations out there. That was a pretext for war. I don't, I don't know whether or not I, I'm quite, not quite sure I followed that. Do you have a link to your blog? Because I really don't know what your focus is. This is my focus. I'll, I'll, I'm, on, I'm in the car right now. But my okay. focus is, yeah, the, the royal family, as everyone knows, the public, you know, the public information is out there that, that there were some terrorists who were trained and, and funded, and, and, and those were primarily from uh, Saudi Arabia. We know that. But, but see, the connections is 28 documents that the uh, present administration has in their possession and their possession makes a very specific mention of those people and those groups. I guess what I'm trying to figure out is whether or not anybody is looking at some specific names or organizations or anything very detailed, anything that, that specifically makes those connections or not. If they don't, then that's fine. You know, then you move on to something else. Well, um, my personal belief, and you know, Desert Pete can jump in too, my personal belief is that... Um, I don't believe a thing they say. I don't believe a thing they say about their reports or anything else. They can say whatever okay. they want because yeah, when you say um, they, when you say they, who do you mean? The they people say? whoever did the report, the 28 pages. You know, I, I don't know what's in them, but what we've been told in the public since 9/11/2001 has been a fairy tale. I mean, just so off of what's real that it's not even worth the time to talk about it. It's well, that's my point. We, years we, since it <laughs> happened, and nobody has done anything to bring people to justice that they know were involved in it. Well, that, that's my point. If the Americans are going to go to court, then obviously we need to freeze the assets. And I'm wondering whether or not anybody is looking at, you know, whether or not this is a good idea, bad idea. Um, you know, should, should we try to pressure the Obama administration or anybody else? to freeze the assets like we're doing with, um, I, think, I think we just determined that Iran um, definitely is getting a couple of billion dollars worth of assets frozen. You know, what do people think about that? I mean, is anybody reading the headlines actually or, or anybody looking at the specifics of these, these asset freezes? Or maybe not? Not our focus, oh. really. Desert Pete, go ahead. Well, I'm not sure where to start. You make the reference of go to court. What court in the world is going to settle 9-11? That's my first question to you. Okay, well, today there's a headline. You may want to take a look at who decided that we were going to freeze a billion dollars worth of Iranian assets. It's probably the same court. As a matter of fact, some people are saying in the, in, that we can use that as a precedent. So, yeah, if that's written up already and we're going to freeze the assets, of, okay, of, of who, who, spe who specifically froze Iran's assets? Well, Google it right now and then look at um, 90, look at... Um, I, I can't type fast enough to get a coherent thought. Well, I'm not at the computer right now, but I was just reading today that... Well, okay, um, you're, you're making some very strong comments. You need to be able to support the comment. Well, I thought I would... I need to come back with anything intelligent myself. Well, it is intelligent, I hope, but I'm not in front of the computer. Uh, no. Uh, 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 first, I, I don't throw insults, so please don't misunderstand anything I, I say here. Uh, I just well, want to say it's I, not intelligent. I just have to make well, sure you understand that. Well, you know, that may come okay, across. Okay, I'm of defending myself. I don't want to come out like a fool here with with an asinine answer to an intelligent question. Uh, 
So let's try to use understandable terms here for each other so that we can each provide. Uh, let me look it up real here. fast. It's not. Let me look it up real fast. It's not that difficult. I think I have a a browser on my phone. Yeah, because it's read this in the Wall Street Journal, and it's not. And I mean, this day and age where everybody is like texting each other at light speed <laughs> for well, everything. As, about, as like, Ginger said. <laughs> most all, most all of us here uh, that listen to this program regularly, at least five to ten of us, uh, have have listened extensively to research done by Able Danger. Right. And Able Danger pinpoints it down to City of London bankers initiated everything, and then they used henchmen to okay. carry it out. They used uh, an ugly network through Canada. Another network through American intelligence and American military to get us to stand down at the wrong time. And then they ran decoys through Saudi Arabia and Israel. And when you hear of Middle East enemies, those are all patsy decoys, every stinking one of them, whether it's Saudi Arabia, even Israel. The guys who initiated it were all bankers who the very okay, um, moment – let me finish. Right. Let me finish. The very moment <laughs> the first plane hit the tower, right. several billion dollars transferred from New York to London. Okay, got it. I heard that too. That was a City of London-initiated entire scam. And they had the money to run decoys all over the planet and make everybody go chasing this little group and that little group and whatnot. Uh, I won't argue with you for a moment. Well, there, no, this is not an argument. I'm just throwing information out there. You, what's your name again? Uh, Desert Pete is the handle I use here on the show. I'm sorry, Desert Pete? Yeah. Okay, my name is Monty Henry. That, that's my real name. This, okay. is what I'm, this is what I'm reading from a headline right now, and it's only one day old. Supreme Court, you ask me what court would probably have something to do with freezing assets? This headline says Supreme Court opposed terrorism's victims' ability to collect frozen Iran funds. Our, our, the, 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 hold on one second, one second. Go ahead. High court, it, says, it says high court rejects challenge to law that intervened in pending court case. So it looks like the answer is the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court dominated by Zionist Jews and who the... Oh, I don't know anything about that part. (laughs) Turns out that they're Jews or whatever. Well, (laughs) that's who sways the vote. And let's look at the Supreme Court justice that just died under very mysterious circumstances. Well, wait, wait, wait. wait. Hold on for a second. I'm not interested. I'm, for for me, I, I don't. I'm not interested in where, how they died. Or, I only bring or, it up they, if you're saying that's the organization that froze Iran's assets. I but that was the question. I, I thought that was the question. I thought you asked me what court would okay. oppose the freezing well, of funds. If that's your answer, then I'm raising the point of an organization that is headed by Zionist, that is populated by majority populated by Zionist Jews. And the last Supreme Court Justice, Scalia, had his computer loaded with pedophile garbage. Oh, 
because so what you're saying, your premise is this is the wrong court that we should be using, right? This court is a joke. Okay, where, and if they're freezing the international right assets, That's who gave the them the power to do that? The okay, so what, funny is what, that what anybody you, thinks what? any court is okay. There are no courts right now that are okay for anybody except for the courts. Okay, the the court. I mean, I'm yeah. sorry. What what was that again? There are no courts right now for people in the United States to trust. Okay, None. we can't trust any Zero. None. Zero. Well, well let, let me ask this. If I were one of these victims that's getting access to this $2 billion worth of fines, would, wouldn't I consider that this was some form of uh, closure for my family or not? That would be your individual decision, I guess. Uh, okay, well, my my brief comment is 9-11 victims are free to take any course of retribution they want. I stand back and let them go with it. But if you want to discuss who initiated 9-11, yeah, Able Danger has dug up a lot of information on that. Maybe people going after them would bring out more exposure. That would be a good thing. Because if they had to bring out... You know, if they had to do a normal thing like most people would expect, which is to bring out all the information and show the timelines and show the actual, how do you prove that these people had anything to do with it, then yeah. it might be interesting. But what I would see happening if that happened, they'd just pay it because they've got so much money. Well, I, I would add the comment that if you want a successful lawsuit, go after somebody with money. I mean, it's senseless to to sue a poor guy like me. Well, they're saying Saudi Arabia, right? Uh, Saudi Arabia is a pauper compared to the city of London banks. Yeah, you know who manages that, all the wealth? Saudi Arabia did it, though, Desert Pete. They think that they did it, so it would expose well, them they, they didn't think. do it's it. It's just that Able Danger knows it was orders from city of London banks. Yeah. Well, that's what, what, what I'm this? saying. If, if you're going to look at, at if you're going to look at real evidence, go after the guys with the money who were also guilty. Well, what about this? Instead of pointing to this, these other mysterious families who, you know, one person only knows the, all the details about, this is, this, is, this is what's really interesting about this. Now, the Supreme Court is deciding in favor of the victims uh, in this particular case, and it looks like this may set a precedent for those people who may actually be benefiting in the 9-11 case. It looks like we have a they have a precedent already. But this is the kicker. The Saudi Arabian family is saying, look, we'll, we'll sell our assets in the United States if, if we're exposed to the liability of compensating families. I think that's something that people should be taking a look at in terms of how can another nation tell the United States that if you take this to court and expose us to the liability, we'll sell our assets. As far as I'm concerned, most intelligent people really should be taking a look at what that ultimately means in terms of how are you going to blackmail this superpower country into not not holding you accountable for for things that you as you guys are saying everybody knows what happened and how it happened. Okay, I, I should mention I have a back year, background as a stockbroker. Uh, I'm I'm very well trained in uh, in securities. Uh, rule number one: if you dump a large amount of assets on the market, you better find right. a buyer who's rich enough to buy it or you're going to tank. Okay, so Saudi Arabia. Arabia. Hold, that, hold that thought. Hold that thought one second. Now you're saying, you're saying because 
I am a rich person, and I could dump assets onto a market and cause those assets on generally on the other ones to depreciate, that's a reason why I shouldn't be held accountable. Isn't that similar to what the banks did when they told us, look, even though we run on the largest Ponzi scheme imaginable, you can't throw us in jail because we, we'll bring down the system. Isn't that the same difference? Uh, when an ind- Desert Pete, when an industry threatens you and says, look, even though we've been money laundering, even though we've been making synthetic uh, uh, assets and throwing them out there on the marketplace pretending like they have some real value, even though we should be thrown in jail for everything else, everything imaginable, you're saying that the, the, the reason why we shouldn't do it is because with your stockbroker, stockbroker background and my investor professional investor background, you're saying that we really shouldn't do anything because the, the Saudis may damage the U.S. economy by selling a lot of assets as compared to holding them accountable. That's what you're saying, right? Well, you're, you're missing my point. And okay. You're, you're trying to weave a, a moral factor into a, a simple oh, okay. business transaction. Right. Well, and, well and, straighten me out. Straighten well, me out because I missed the point then. Well, well, let's differentiate the two. Uh, I'm all for morality. Uh, good grief, my background, I'm a Bible-thumping Baptist, but I, I don't cram it down everybody's throat. Right. Uh, let's I'm not, just lock I'm not it. selling anything either. I'm not selling anything either. I'm just throwing yeah. it out there, trying to compare. Uh, let, let's just look at the simple transaction factor. If the Saudis right. were stupid enough to put that many securities on the market all at once, they would crash in value because there's not enough there's not enough other money in the world to be a customer. They would kill themselves if they did something that asinine. If they put the securities onto the market. You can't dump that much security on the market and expect to find buyers. Uh, Desert Pete, wait, let me make sure I understand this. The Saudis have investments in the United States, and they've had these investments for a long, long time. They include a lot of real estate, a lot of, a lot of commodities, a lot of yeah. everything imaginable. You're saying if they put something onto the market and dump it, they wouldn't have... We, there wouldn't be a buyer on the opposite side, right? You have to have a matching amount of buyers to match. Okay, what, sale so what you're saying, what you're saying happen. is we got to. Okay, I understand what you're saying. You're saying that because we don't have a matching buyer for for what the 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 the, the assets, the real estate, the commodities, and everything else that they're selling, because we wouldn't have a matching buyer. As if someone wouldn't step up to the plate like the Warren Buffett and the other banks and the other major investors who are just waiting for they you know, don't valuation. Come close to, they don't come close. To this. I'll tell you the buyer that might step up. Right. Red, Red China. Red China, that's the only one. Uh, it's the only one I can think of. Oh, okay. Uh, and who gives a flip if if uh, an asset is owned by a Chinaman or, or an Arab? I don't give okay. a flip. and. They can't do anything to me if I'm part of that asset. If they own a house that I'm in, I'm going to continue paying rent or property tax on it, and I don't care if it goes to a Chinaman or an Arab. makes me okay, no difference. All right, then that's, that's a good point, because if the, if the Saudis, let's, let's say that they were held accountable. Let's say that all of the hotels and motels and their major interests in Citibank and Bank of America and all the other shares they have in corporate America and everything that they own, Let's say that we decided the 9-11 victims were entitled to 
just throw out a number, $25 billion that's going to be divided up between all these people. You're saying that because we're not quite sure whether or not we'd have good buyers as compared to bad buyers maybe, that we really shouldn't proceed? Or, or what, what are you saying exactly? Uh, if a court could possibly come up with a righteous decision, and Ginger and I are both skeptical of that, but if it right, did, of course. then by all means run it through and sue the pants off the perpetrators. Okay. But what, what we have to bring up to as the far as the guilt issue goes, the Saudis were more patsies than, than perpetrators. And they were stupid patsies that allowed a lot of garbage to happen. I won't deny that at all. What were they letting those guys getting getting trained for in Florida to, uh, claiming that they wanted to fly uh, uh, jumbo jets and uh, just to take off and not know how to land? Uh, boy, if that wasn't a setup. Okay, so you're saying that Saudis were patsies. Yeah. I believe they Saudis. were patsies as well. Hello. Okay, yeah. okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. That's, a, that's an interesting allegation. Now, the Saudis were puppets on a string, and they were being told what to do, right? Yeah, but uh, I have to go to a biblical verse that says, to, much, to whom much is given, much is required, and the Saudis have... have shown they are grossly irresponsible with their wealth. Okay, well, that's... And so, that's, yeah, that's, that's, they do deserve a slap on the wrist for, for gross irresponsibility with the massive wealth they've acquired from the oil industry, which is another well, gripe I have. Well, yeah, look, look, we all have our own ideas in terms of what we would, would, what we would do with a trillion dollars a month, <laughs> provided, yeah. provided that we had something to sell to somebody stupid enough to pay it. But, but let's, let's just say that that we, we go with the premise that the Saudis were told, unless you fund these terrorists who ultimately are going to crash into these buildings in the United States and, 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 and kill 3,000 or more people, who ultimately, where does that lead to? Because I, I haven't heard that one. Well, there, there's no traceable details of any Saudi dollar bill crashing into the World Trade Center. Uh, those were drone no. planes. No, those were all drawn. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. Are you saying that even though the Supreme Court is weighing the idea of suing them, but the only reason why we're taking a look, the only reason why the Obama administration is skeptical is because, as you mentioned, the the valuation of these assets may disrupt the U.S. economy, which I don't necessarily agree with because it sounds like blackmail to me when you tell somebody, look, we're not going to hold you criminally responsible because you have such investments in the United States. We don't want to put that at risk. You might, you might as well be talking about Pablo Escobar not uh, getting out of the drug business because, you know, we wouldn't know how to handle the repercussions or something. <laughs> but anyway, you, 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 no. you're saying that provided that we – because we don't have any direct connection to, 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 to implicate the Saudis that – we, we we can't go forward, or we can't go forward, or what, what are you saying now? Well, they could be easily grouped in with co-conspirators. They, they would fit that definition. Okay, do you have any specifics? Because I'm looking for new information, because I haven't read that part yet. Well, who, the... Uh, who, who, who's in, a power, who's in power, a power position enough, a powerful enough position to kill the Saudis? you got to fund uh, these terrorist organizations. Uh... Saudis are in the same position as uh, United Arab Emirates. 
Which they are, right? And you know who controls all their money? No, you. I think you're going to tell us. City of London bankers. Oh, okay. The, city the Arabs of bankers. The Arabs. I'm sorry to say, the Arab royal families. I'm not going to broad brush your race, but I will broad brush a specific family because they've done so many stupid things. Okay. The the royal families that you find throughout the Middle East are so incredibly inbred and stupid. Right. They can't do squat without a London banker advising them on something. Even terrorist funding. That can be extorted at times too. Okay, how do you extort the royal family into putting their money into terrorist organizations? Oh, they want good investments. You want a good investment? You want to continue getting good investment advice? Uh, Funnel some money over this direction. Okay, what would be the motive? What would be the motive, Desert Pete, of the London banker saying we want to coerce you into? Funding terrorist organizations that are ultimately are going to do damage and kill 3,000 Because the largest American-owned insurance company in the United States collapsed the moment the first plane hit the tower because it killed off all their executives. Who was that? Martian McLennan. Followed by a parade of other big companies. I'm writing this all down, Monty. Um, no, wait, wait. I, I'm going to research it. Trust me. I hope you're going to write it down, and I hope you go over and read everything you can find at abledanger.org. Well, look, a lot of things have to make sense to me, and, and certain certain things make sense, certain things don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but obviously, there's a very specific detail. If you're just starting, okay, so, it's going to take you a while, because we've been uh, at look, this I, for I, years. I, I, so you've yeah. got to no, that, start no, that's okay. No, every, a lot of people, a lot of people assume that I'm not knowledgeable until they find out well, who I am or what I do for a living. But Monty, what do you do on. for a living? I'm a surveillance and security equipment expert. You're a what? A surveillance and security equipment expert. We actually provide uh, the, the 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 equipment that makes it safe to go in and out of federal buildings and airports and, and help people. Find, uh, I love so, that. Okay, so Thank you. tell me, yeah. so I want to ask you some questions then. Yeah, sure, shoot. I would love to. I want to ask you this. Where did Muhammad Ada come from? Okay, wait a minute. Let me make sure I understand it. I told you I'm an expert in the equipment, right? Yeah, but you must I didn't say anything about, about, about how I didn't, I didn't say what? Same thing about international terrorism in terms of... No, no, he, uh, was, he was seen on national television. There was a video. So you would know how the equipment works. So where did he come from yeah, before equipment. he ended up in the, the video equipment. that everybody saw? Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're, you're connecting the idea that this equipment that I sell to these governments actually puts me in a position to to know, be knowledgeable about international terrorism, right? That's your premise, right? Well, because you said what you do for a living would be would show that you knew something about it. So I'm just asking you a no, question. Yeah, the equipment me, that's well, big, no, no, that's okay. Look, it's, it's not that's a big, a big question with me. It's a huge one. Because when I ask people that, they stop in their tracks and they go, I don't know. Because the first, the thing we well, you all you've got to ask the right people. You've got to ask the right people. I'm asking you what you think. He's standing there in the video that we see entering an airport, Muhammad right. Atta, how did he right. get there? Where was he before he got to that airport? Because he didn't drop out of the sky. So where was he? I wasn't tracking him. 
I think you're confusing me with intelligence. It's a big difference. See, well, there, there, we, we, would have we have some people. Well, let, let, let me make sure you wait, wait, hold on, hold on. When I sell equipment to government agencies and consumers and law enforcement and everybody else, I'm not sitting there at a screen monitoring their activities. Okay? Correct, but you know how it You know how it works. You didn't ask me anything about the, the All right, so say I'm like sitting here in my, my little realm and I'm selling equipment to people. Right. I certainly right. know how it works. You didn't ask me anything about how anything works. I didn't, I didn't hear a question in there about explosives or X-ray scanners. Or anything how like did that. they? Okay. How did they get the um, the guy with his? Um, let's see. What was his? A shoe or underwear? It was the underwear bomber? I think. The underwear bomber. Him on an airplane. How'd they get that guy onto an airplane? You mean he how? Was help. It, he was help. He was helping people, helping him through. He didn't even need to do any security stuff. Well, you answered your own question. You look, you can have the best equipment on the planet, right? And and if you have someone who, you know, works for the TSA or something, just like we've been finding out almost on a monthly basis, that if certain people want to help and compromise the security and make sure that cocaine or, or money or whatever goes through certain entry points that's not being monitored, it doesn't matter what I do for a living because – Obviously, you're compromising the security of your own operation, right? Yeah. Well, right. So that, that's what happens. That well, ma'am, hold on one second. Hold on one second. What's your name, ma'am? Monty. What, no, no. What, you can give me a pseudonym. It doesn't matter. I'm not holding you accountable. I don't hold people accountable anymore because everyone's Fine, making I'm, everyone. I'm <laughs> everyone the just want to be like invisible people. My name Joy, and I'm not getting a word in edgewise, and it's my own program. Okay, no, go on. Just your so, right, Go on. Um. The people in the chat are expressing, huh? You, you, you just asked me the question. I'm just, it's, your, it's your show, so I'm not going to ask you. <laughs> no, that's fine. It's just that the people <laughs> right. in the chat are getting um, a little bit anxious because they I'm not, don't understand where we're going, and we're not really going anywhere because you're not lending anything to the show. So I well, really no, want to say good night to you. I, I, don't, I don't blame them. Look, if you're going to ask, if I tell you that I sell equipment and, and then you ask me about intelligence, it's, it's hard to even Operation. talk to you, Monty, so I'm going to say good night, okay. okay? Sure it is. Have a good day. Good Thanks. night. All right, bye. Bye. Well, Desert Pete, sorry about that, but that's like, what, the second or third time this month? Well, and it's just he, he, too he didn't, side, he didn't, he didn't too launch it. It's too sidetracked. It's, it's taken us away. It's like the night that the person came and talked about um, friggin' chemtrails, excuse my language. We say friggin' in Maine. It doesn't mean anything bad. And um, did that for several weeks in a row. And the people that were here were just, like, getting so agitated because they are like, you know, who is this person? Well, sometimes I think they're sent just to disrupt. And I could not get anything from him at all. He was going from one thing to another. So. Oh. Way off. The, way off the topic. I thought I you know, had a comment, but I see he's he's not on a computer. He was just. I think on the he phone. left because he couldn't keep talking. But the but the thing is that it's like when you you know it's like the whole thing of you've accepted all these premises over here because he's just jumped from there to this other thing. No, I didn't accept that premise, and neither did you. But yet we were still going to talk about all this other stuff. I don't really care about the lawsuits. 
honestly, I don't care. It's not that I don't care about the people who lost people that day. It's that I don't care about the lawsuits. I don't care about what the Supreme Court has to say about it because I don't value or respect the Supreme Court. I don't value or respect any of the people that are working on any of these things in the public eye because they're all lying. They're all covering up what happened that day, and we all know it. So it's like an insult to the intelligence to even have somebody bring this up to me. I don't even want to hear about it, in other words. So rather than rant and rave, I think we should just move on. Well, the the engineering spirit of me wanted to troubleshoot his mind as best I could, but you're right. We all want to, but that's what they're using. I mean, Valiam is in here saying, boy, Monty is sure argumentative. He really has no clue either. Um, We don't know this person. They come new, but yet they know all kinds of stuff, and they're trying to tell you about it. It's kind of late. Anybody who's followed Able Danger as long as we have is like on page 1,200 or page 1,400 of the book, and this fellow just called in just got past the introduction and hasn't even hit page one yet. That's what it appeared to be. However, I don't believe that. I don't believe that because of the tone of voice. Well, I feel sorry for somebody who who missed so many chapters that they make the naive comments that we heard him say. And trusting the Supreme Court, yeah, run by a bunch of Zionists and pedophiles? Give me a break. That organization has no credibility. None. None. Oh, yeah, they've got the power to kill people. Send you to life in prison if you want. Uh, I'm sorry, the country is just run by total total lost causes. I, I can't think of anybody in the D.C. Beltway doing their job. I've, I've said this before. Uh, yeah, I won't broad brush a race. I, I hate broad brushing any, even individuals. But a few years ago, I had a face-to-face meeting with a high-level major from the Pentagon. He gave me the impression that, oh, he was part of the White Hats, and they were going to clean things up. And, of course, my focus is always energy-related, so that that's all I talk about, not other political stuff. And I thought, well, finally, the Pentagon is going to start throwing some massive money at uh, at clean energy. Well, five, six, seven years go by. Nothing gets accomplished. And I'm not mentioning names, but I eventually learned this character I met doesn't know when to keep his pants on. And go, don't go preaching ethics and morality from the Pentagon to me, sir. You don't know squat about ethics or morality. Uh, I trusted that guy until I finally learned the background with him and realized that all his advice and alleged help was a waste of time. He didn't know any more than I did. I was dealing with total idiots who know how to climb the Pentagon fence to uh, to power. And I'm sorry to say, every stinking one of them in that odd-shaped building is just as corrupt as that stinking jerk. I have no respect for anybody in that level of the military. They got there on corrupt conditions. 
And as man to man, if you don't know when to keep your pants on, get out of my life. And that goes to Justice Scalia. May he not rest in peace. Anyhow. Um, no, I think this, Bacon meant to say choir. He goes, Pete, stop yelling. We're, we're the choir. I, think I know. The choir. Thank you. Um, <laughs> All, yeah, although addressing it, James Kinn is a bit of a chore at times. So anyway. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, it's it's. do you see the negative energy that was brought here? It was brought here by that person. Yeah, well, and 90% <laughs> ignorance. Maybe there was some foul intent there. I don't know. I, I tried to clarify him on a few things, but you're the right. The thing he is kinda... that even, even to have somebody to um, bring, like, any media that, known bring that as an argument i just i can't even get that anymore because the media is just like complicit they don't even do anything anymore they just write whatever they're told to write so you can't even go by that i know why i'm getting a headache because the skunk sprayed outside i was wondering why i had a headache and it's that we had a skunk attack outside the window and it's really really strong in here but well, I, again, we can broad brush blame it on HARP or, or CERN or something uh, just causing mass stupidity at times. Uh, I had a bizarre thing happen at my Vegas office this week. Uh, I had a very important package come in, we'll just say from overseas, and I needed it, forwarded it overnight to my home, which they do all the time for me. And so I notified the office, yeah, this package coming in. And they called me back and said, hey, it's in today. And so, great, send it out, express mail, so I can see it tomorrow. Fine. They notify the post office. They have an express mail package ready to go. In comes the mailman, drops the mail off, turns right around, and walks out the door and never comes back. <laughs> uh, that was bizarre enough with U.S. mail but the the mail guy at my office said UPS did the same thing that day. I don't understand what you mean. They just didn't speak, or the it was just standard that when when UPS or mail makes a delivery, that they say, "Do you have any outbound packages?" And fine, here they are. Oh. And they pick it up and go out. Oh. This time, not just the U.S. mail. UPS driver did the same thing. Didn't take it. Delivered his packages, turned right around, walked right back to his truck and left. Weird. Were they on like some kind of... <laughs> it wasn't, like I say, it wasn't just one guy daydreaming. No, two guys were daydreaming and made the same stupid blunder. The, we had the... a day today that we were wondering if we got sprayed with lithium or something. They say they're putting lithium in the air sometimes because of people acting like they aren't paying attention. I mean, seriously, like walking into the street without looking, like they're on something. Oh. I felt like I was dreaming most of the day. I didn't. I felt like I was half asleep most of the day. Couldn't get my brain awake, like really alert, like normal. And I'm talking about, I'm a coffee drinker. There's no reason for me to be like that, groggy. But I was. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, 
In any event, moving on to other more dismal topics, uh, the only thing I had in my notes uh, was, uh, well, my, my mail issue. So, yeah, my, my, uh, my paid-for overnight package is scheduled to be delivered here tomorrow. It was requested on Monday. Uh, overnight. It's a, it's a five-hour drive from, from my house to the office. Uh, <laughs> overnight package, and it comes... Four days later? Yep. <laughs> Maybe something's happening and they don't want any extra packages in the system right now. Who knows? I, I don't know. I'll tell but... you, anything that's outside the ordinary, I'm noticing a lot right now. It's like, okay, so this person's going over here and this one's going that way. And uh, Prince is dying in an elevator and apparently had a song about an elevator. I didn't know that, but I saw that when I was reading on one of the forums. Yeah, I, I, you know, too bad Monty should stick around sometime and not call in, just listen, because we talk about all that cool stuff all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, the the dismal thing I had related to Fukushima, uh, I think I mentioned here in the desert, it, it's brown, ugly sand, 340 days a year, but we have this brief time in the spring that uh, right after one or two gully washers come through in the winter, we just have an explosion, and the whole backyard lights up with uh, with flowers for all of about a week, <laughs> a week or uh, maybe maybe two. While it gets the uh, moisture. Uh, yeah, uh, and it's quite beautiful. So uh, if I can just ignore the other scenery around this uh, this crazy town and just do close-ups of flower, pl- flowers, it looks great. You know, it's amazing uh, about nature. It really is that things can lay dormant for so long and then just come back. Uh-huh. But uh, we have this real pretty uh, yellow flower that looks close to a dandelion, but not exactly. It's just a little different than a dandelion. I don't know what it is. but uh, I think we have both, too. But I, I started a habit a few years ago to, uh, at the end of, uh, uh, when they when they all go to seed, I just go out and collect a few seeds in a, in a small jar. And I've just got a collection of, of seeds from this year and that year and whatever, so... Huh. So this was time for me to go out and collect my 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 year 2016 seeds. Uh, I I do this in case I should move to a a better location. I can now have a flower garden with some of my favorite flowers there. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. Uh, as I was collecting seeds yesterday, uh oh, I saw a double cluster flower that had had uh, radiation deformity to it. Hmm. And what I guess concerned me the most is it was right next to my back door. Um so yeah, we're uh, we're getting radiation from Fukushima like it or not. And it's right literally right next to Desert Pete's back door. Uh, I just encourage everybody to look at any flowers that bloom in your yard this year, whether they're dandelions or anything, and is anything deformed, or does it look normal? Uh, well, Fukushima was 2011. This is uh, five years later, and this is really the first deformed flower I found here on the property. But uh, but it was deformed. See kind of one flower bud with two clusters of seeds coming out of it just did not look normal at all. I grabbed a picture to document it, but 
Well, it seems like you'd see that of a lot of them if if it were a a bad issue, you know. That's true. It was not abundant. I I just found one, uh, but one is too many in my book. <laughs> I'd like to see natural flowers oh, as, me as too. God made them. No. But, well, drought uh, can cause plants to look weird too, though. So. Well, they wither fast. I've, yeah, I've but never... they also don't develop correctly if they don't have what they need. You'll okay. see that in gardens. Could be uh, uh Another week goes by. I haven't had any time to listen to Abel Danger. Is is there anything? And it seems the few times I have five minutes to tune in, there's always a technical glitch going on, and you're not hearing one or the other. And Yeah. And it's them just battling with "Can you hear me?" and back and forth. So, uh, uh, right right now, as as I joked earlier in the chat, uh, trying to make money, especially at our age, is just as bad as painting a house. It's it's ninety nine percent preparation, which pays nothing. It's not until you slop the paint on that you get paid for anything. Oh, uh, and man, every project I'm doing, it's oh, I got to prepare this. I got to write this document. I've got to write that eight-page document. I've got to sign this ten-page document. Oh, but I got to read it first and make sure I'm not committing the wrong stuff here. And uh, and then waiting for the mail to deliver something that should have been here two weeks ago, and for some reason or another got delayed. And uh, anyway, things like that, and it's just case of the rest of the world wants to waste all the time in your life. And then the instant something does arrive, they expect an immediate answer <laughs> from it. You don't even have yeah. time to read what you, what you have to do. So, uh, we we're, I think that it's, you know, eventually it'll be like, well, this will be so much easier if you just, um, you know, put this little brain enhancement in you. That they'll have that have well, robotic thing all completed and it'll be like this will make it easier you could do it all these things that you want to do we don't really need to live our life instantly some days i make myself slow down on purpose because it's like i don't need to be running for this this is not important enough to be running for <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah we uh we often talk about prospecting i think i may have mentioned last week and as my schedule was going, it kind of looked like I was going to be off on an expedition today and, and miss the show tonight, but no, package got delayed and delayed and delayed, and so that's why I'm still here tonight. But yep. as it looks, sometime next week I should be climbing a mountain out in the wilderness somewhere, and uh, uh, I've heard stories that this mountain has been known to have mountain lions, uh, uh, rattlesnakes, uh California brown bears and bobcats. So uh, I'm a little apprehensive about going there, but there is a known silver deposit there. And the last sample that was brought back from that location showed an indication of palladium. Now, I used to think palladium was an extremely valuable mineral, then I did a Wikipedia on it and it kind of proved the the old desert peat mantra that all markets are rigged 
and palladium did have a spike at one time. Uh, I think it was around 2001 where it hit 1,900 an ounce, uh, but it was politically motivated. And Ford Motor Company thought that, uh, oh, we need palladium for our catalytic converters. And uh, the, the one country that is a source, uh, which I think was Russia, they thought, well, early guesses on 9-11 on was that it was uh, uh, Russia-inspired, and Ford Motor Company was scared to death that Russia was going to cut off their palladium supply, so they snatched up all they could find on the market and ran the price up to 1900 an ounce. And then they sat on it, and the price dropped back down to 600 an ounce, and then lower. Ford lost over a billion dollars in that incorrect guess on markets. So that, that was the point I was trying to get at this caller tonight, is why are you worried about the Saudis trying to sell everything they own? When, when Desert Pete gets hard up for money and I threaten to sell everything I own, I, I don't see anybody shaking in their boots because I don't see anybody who wants to buy anything I have to sell. <laughs> uh, Saudi stuff, same story. There's nobody rich enough to buy everything the Audis, the Saudis own. Why are you worried about that? So, uh, and if even if they do own U.S. treasuries, what difference does it make if an Arab or a Russian or a Chinaman or anybody on this planet owns the same securities? What are they going to do about it? I don't know, but it's like, you know, when, when he was talking about these people, you know, who could benefit from it and everything, if they're not the ones that did it, why would they want to pay? Yeah, it's. I mean, uh, yeah, they were involved. There were people involved. We already know that, because it's not just a few people; it's a network. So. Yeah, well, but. we we certainly know in the alternative news media, there's plenty of fear mongers out there. They they learn a scary word like harp, and suddenly, oh, harp is going to do this to you, or harp is going to do that to you, and blah blah blah, and on goes the fear mongering, and then the next word is CERN, and then the next word is sunspots. And it goes down the list, and, oh, the sunspot's going to do the kill shot and wipe out everything in electronic on the planet, and on goes the fear-mongering. All right, alternative media is one thing, but let's look at the major media. They are nothing but fear-mongering. Uh, it was the other comment I had earlier. Yeah, we're all picking nits about William Mount and, and the few blunders he makes, and he does put his foot in his mouth every now and then. But I have to admit, he's better than watching mainstream television. Uh, William Mount has got at least 45% good content. Yeah, I like watching lots of different people. Well, I think that's it's important because, it. I mean, they may be feeding off each other. It could be that they listen to somebody and then they take that and I mean that's what we do too. Yeah. But if you if you have if you listen to enough stuff you'll hear people who actually, you know, you have to still look at them whether you believe them or not, but who actually know what they're talking about because of where they've been or yeah. where they worked or whatever and they have some aspects of it that they can be more accurate about and you just put two and two together. Yeah. But you have to spend a lot of time. You can't just pick somebody out like I'm going to watch everything William Mount says and believe him. You're, <laughs> you know? you're right. 
it, it's called adult maturity, and yeah. the other word would be uh, discernment. Yeah, discernment, yep. And as as I've said before, and I've, man, I've got to repeat this really often, the, the two words missing from every political argument are responsible behavior. Uh, debating what color to paint a car is uh, um, what most of these political arguments end up as. And who gives a flip what color the thing is? Let's look at responsible behavior of the parties involved. Uh, bankers are not showing any responsible behavior. The military is not showing responsible behavior. Yeah, did you see I put something in there? Were you there today? Was they I where? Able danger to Thursday? No, no. no I, I had a real crazy morning and, and afternoon. I put in there that uh, somebody was talking about chemtrails and putting some pictures and stuff, and I said, yeah. I said um, something about today we were having a nice, clear, sunny day. We didn't have any today that I noticed anyway. It could have been earlier. But I said, um, thanks, Air Force, United States Air Force. <laughs> I figured that would you know raise the hair on some people's necks. I was like, because we know that it has to be done either by them or with their knowledge and permission, because there's no way that they would be allowing those planes to fly over us without permission. So if they're supposed to be protecting us, then it would be nice if they got rid of that stuff. So we know they're in it. So I said thanks, United States Air Force, for letting us have a nice sunny day today. With blue yeah. sky, really blue, not that sort of aqua faded over Vaseline sky. I hate them. And I see people putting up pictures online. They, you know, they take all these pictures. And they say, "Look at this beautiful halo effect around the sun." And I'm thinking, "You idiots! That's oil or some kind of aerosol that's making that aura around the sun." <laughs> beautiful halo today. <laughs> Did you see that when you were ten? Because they didn't have those then. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's they think it's beautiful, beautiful sky effects, and it's like, yeah, beautiful poisoning. Maybe that's in there too. Is that? The you know whatever it is makes you think that you're having a beautiful sky. <laughs> I uh, I looked oh. up a day or two ago and yeah there were a lot of loops in the sky, but the neat nifty thing is they were all contrails and they all just kind of dissolved in about five ten minutes. So there's nothing scary about water. yeah no, there's nothing scary about those those were real military pilots doing real military exercises yeah. and flying in circles, learning how to fly their $200 million airplanes and whatnot, and I have no complaint about that. Yeah, when someone tells me they're contrails, I go, you know what, I grew up near an air base, and I've seen contrails. Yeah. These aren't contrails. And they go, well, they are. They're just contrails. And I say, no, contrails are water. Yeah. And they dissipate rather quickly. Right. This but... stuff stays all day and spreads out. But on those other days where you see long, parallel, straight lines that just sit there and sit there and get milkier and milkier and just fade into a haze after about four or six hours. yeah. Sometimes faster. It depends on how much wind or whatever you have and how far it yeah. goes. I keep wondering if they're spraying us so that it can drift over the Atlantic and get Europe without them noticing it. I don't know, because obviously that's the way it would move. But we had um, 
we've had things here that are so obvious and ridiculous, and you tell people to look at it, and they still can't see it. I was driving out to uh, one of my friends who had a camp at the lake. This was a couple of summers ago. And that night, it was, I mean, it was so ridiculously funny. Funny in a, in a sixth sense, because it's really not funny to poison people or whatever they're doing. But it looked like a musical staff in the sky. There were lines that were parallel to the uh, horizon, because it was evening. And they were they were just like a musical staff. They were so perfect. I thought, yeah, that's just, you know, just contrails. And they also make these huge X's over the top of, like, sometimes I'll go out and they're right over my house, and I'm like, oh, they marked where I live. How nice. It's like they put a marker so they know where to spray their lines or something. Or they give me an extra dump of stuff. I don't know. But I quite frequently have big X's right over my house. Well, Anthony Hilder and friends have, have traced it down to Evergreen is, is who's yeah. running the planes that do it. But I don't think anybody has been able to determine who's paying for all that. But huh. Those are big four-engine jets up in the sky. And that's $10,000 an hour just to keep it up there, let alone the cost of whatever it is they're spraying. Who's paying for that? Uh, man, uh, lis- listening to Field and having another pilot friend myself, I love admiring beautiful biz jets and whatnot. And then when I until I look at the operation cost, and uh, uh, but man, the the small biz jets that I'm looking at to carry five, ten people at the most are nothing compared to Nancy Pelosi and her 757. And all those other clowns and the money that they're squandering on those things. Yeah, I saw one of those little tiny jets that are very fast. I saw one this afternoon while I was sitting over there. It, I, I swear they can take off on a driveway. They're so fast at taking off. <laughs> yeah. But they're just little jets, and they're probably for some famous person, or you know, business or banker, because they're. You almost can't hear them going. They're that fast. You probably know exactly what I'm talking about. They hardly use any ground. They're up before you even blink your eyes. Well, They're headed right up, just like almost like those jets you would see taking off from an aircraft carrier. They just go right straight up. It's like, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> well, I bet you're laying back in the seat in that thing when it takes off. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not that knowledgeable to, to even make a guess which plane that would be that you're talking about. Well, you know how the executive jets are a certain size. This one's smaller, but it's a jet. Yeah. 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 Uh, Very fast. Observation I've made at, at one air show. Oh, this was back in the 80s, an air show I went to, and I got finally got a chance to peek into a Learjet. Now, it, the Learjet was a, I guess it would be a 70s vintage Learjet, and when I looked in and saw how tiny they were, I thought, people call this luxury? You have to crawl from one seat to the next. Yeah. And the pilot and co-pilot have got to be real good friends uh, <laughs> to, to sit that close together. Yep. Uh, if one guy sneezes, the other guy catches it immediately. Uh, there's just no, no airspace at all. Uh, now, now, the other side of the coin... 
was the uh, the cockpit in a C5 Galaxy. There, the pilot and co-pilot were so far away from each other, you'd, you'd have to throw a Frisbee to, to reach something, to get something to the other guy. Yeah. But uh, that's the difference in planes there. But, no, the first Learjets were just as cramped as you can imagine. They were almost like the, the first Mercury capsule uh, for, for the seats. I don't but, like uh, flying, so I really wouldn't want to be crammed into something like that. It would be even uh, worse. No, but the uh, the the ones now, the Citations and uh, the Gulf Streams and whatever, those are pretty roomy, and you you can stand up and and walk from seat to seat in those things. So uh, yeah. Uh, but boy, have they gotten expensive. Uh, I remember back in the the '60s and '70s thinking, oh, five million dollars for a a VizJet, that's that's awful. What kind of company could afford that? But uh, the Gulfstream 650 now is uh, is $65 million. Uh, wow. We've got that laying around. Yeah. And then the, the, the big businessman jets, like Trump flies, the 757, well, that's Nancy Pelosi's thing, and the, those are like 30000 an hour to keep them in the air. Uh and they're huge <laughs> and cost that much just to maintain. So uh, anyway, different league that I'm I'm certainly not in yet. Uh but uh oh my day was getting important emails and oh I had to get a document out in the mail real fast and well it was international and I'm learning from my local experience here, forget using mail. And then even learning some new problems with UPS, I thought, well, I better not even trust UPS on an international document. So I went full bore and went to FedEx, and oh boy. Uh, in case you ever have to get a little 8-ounce package uh, across the ocean quickly, but reliably, FedEx is the only way to do it and expect to pay $100 a package. So um, little surprises like that kind of blow your budget <laughs> and, and and lead to extra trips to the ATM <laughs> just to, uh, to cover everything. But with FedEx, it gets there. That's, that's the difference between them and, and other services. Yeah, we have um, just about everything comes here because there's a lot of, you know, paperwork and important stuff that needs to be sent so it comes here because it probably gets off a plane right over there the airport well I put in the chat um, a link to the company where that person was mentioning Monty Henry so he actually has a company apparently unless it's oh. not a real website I'd look did, him up to see who he is. If he, you know, if did he, did he mention the name of his company? He said he sold surveillance equipment. I don't know if he said DPL or not, but when I looked up Monty Henry, that's what I found. Surveillance huh. equipment. Interesting. Okay. And a YouTube telephone number, a spy store. <laughs> There's... You get all your spy stuff. Facebook. Let's see if this is him on see, Facebook. Yeah, him on page. Facebook too. His front page has 
a YouTube video, and yeah, that face might match the voice we heard. I don't know. I'll have to listen Lives in to Ventura, that. California, from Ventura, California. Followed by four people, it says so. Cactus plant hidden camera with a built-in motion-activated DVR. That's what we need. We need some of this stuff for our office. We should call them up. How much does it cost for the cactus plant? <laughs> hidden camera with built-in motion-activated DVR. I would. Uh, I could hide that among uh, among my real cactus plants, but uh, but my real cactus plants have real thorns. So. <laughs> a cactus would show here. People would notice that you had a cactus because we don't grow a lot of cactuses here in Maine. Audio monitoring devices. Wow, this stuff would be kind of cool. Hidden camera and an owl with a built-in motion-activated DVR. This is cool. They're gadgets for spying. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, let let Field know this was a caller on the show tonight. <laughs> Here's some more gadgets uh, you can get. Well, you know, it's funny because I know that people have to use stuff like this sometimes to keep things safe, but there's so much spying going on on everybody that they can't turn around, but somebody's got a picture of them. And I think it's just ridiculous. Yeah. That's why I said stick your tongue out at your camera. I think the whole monitor is a camera anyway. I think the whole idea that you, it's just a little um, aperture at the top is the camera. That's not true. I think it can get your picture anytime when you're looking at it. So that's just my theory. Don't go by what I say. I don't know everything, obviously. Well, you know to, you know how to run a good talk show once a week. So. Oh, I oh, thanks. Oh. oh, I'm like on the fly, right? But hey, I think that. Um, it's important, like I say. I think it's important for people to do whatever they can, and I always say that, in case anyone's new. I was born talking, and so I talk. <laughs> and if nothing that. else, we 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 verbally act like the way I play tennis. My only goal is to just keep the call, keep the ball bouncing, and I don't ever <laughs> yeah. keep score. <laughs> if if somebody misses the ball, whoops, okay, we'll try again. Yeah, it doesn't have to be perfect because we're not getting paid. That's one of the good points of not having, you know, sponsorships and radio stations and all that stuff is because then you have to answer to the boss and you have to answer to the advertisers and everything else. That, Nobody cares. Good. I can say a bad word. I don't like to swear a lot, but sometimes it's descriptive and you have to. And um uh, <laughs> you just, or, or I can blow my my stack and shout every now and then. And well, you know, at least we don't lose an advertiser. Yeah. It's good for your blood pressure. <laughs> it, uh, it, People it, say it isn't, but it's actually good for your blood pressure because it's releasing that, you know, that just frustration. Yeah. So I don't know who Aussie Luke is. He has his hand up, but since Aussie Luke is talking about everything but what we are, I have no idea what this has to do with anything something about a show and somebody being interviewed by, no, being threatened by a pedophile on a radio show. I will definitely go look at some point and see what it's all about. But right now, it's not, <laughs> I was going to say it's not on topic, which is really funny. 
because what is the topic? We don't have one. But it <laughs> generally relates to global corruption and uh, global control and all the stuff that's wrong in the world that needs exposure. And so. that is a good point, and we yeah. don't we don't discuss. Well, okay, any conservative talk show is constantly talking about gold, and except the only gold they ever talk about are the gold market, which is kind of stupid because it's manipulated. We talk about actually hiking out in the desert and digging up a couple of nuggets. That's what we talk yeah. about here on this show. <laughs> yeah, and whether or not your your car needs work and whether you can even get it the emissions yeah. done and things like that. Exactly. Uh, don't debate the the market price of uh, a barrel of oil. Tell me how much oil my car needs. I, I, I was a half a quart low the last time I looked. Now, that's relevant. <laughs> the price of oil per barrel per barrel is irrelevant. So, uh, no, people need to get their act together like Uda. We, we talk about real stuff here. So. <laughs> um, Ossie Luke is saying, so judicial corruption saying pedophiles must not be disrespected, published case law and multiple examples is taboo. So I was like, no, just that's not our focus. I'm sure somebody somewhere is talking about that right now in another talk show yeah. because there's people that love the case law stuff and they love to talk about what's a real court and what isn't and how we've been lied to and that we're actually Brits and there's all kinds of stuff. My thoughts are that we are actually Brits, but I don't live like that because I know that people already think I'm nutty. So I don't have any cats though, so they can't say I'm the cat lady, but they think I'm a little nutty because I talk about these things because I have no way of knowing for absolute sure, but I have my suspicions based on my reading and researching, and I believe that we probably are still Brits and not Americans, although we believe we're Americans, so, you know, I can jump over to that position, too, and say we are Americans because we say we are, and we are what we believe we are, and so we define ourselves, and, you know, we don't have to listen to you stinking people, but... <laughs> If you want to go to the formal thing, which goes to the documents and the who did what and whether they did it properly and everything, I don't think they did do it properly as to how we were taught. I think that it probably is that they just said, fine, we'll let you think you got your independence and we'll still control you, so have a great day and put your flag up. And um, so I do think we're probably Brit. That's just my you know, background there. That's why we don't have any rights, really. We're just told that we do until they want to say you don't. Well. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's comical because you can go right in circles on any topic. And I think they like it that we go in circles. Well, we do We do touch on just about anything and everything here. And uh, looking back a couple of weeks, the time that Charles called in, I mean, he sounded heartbroken as if we had rejected everything he suggested and I'm thinking well no it's not that it's that it's oh. not the focus it it's like it would be like if Martha Stewart called in and wanted to tell us how to make some kind of uh, creme brulee or something well exactly you're it's not like, a... fine I like creme brulee but I'm not that's not even the focus of what we're we usually talk about so I'm not saying we can't go off track because we certainly do but Case law puts everybody to sleep. 
you're you're not about to turn this show into a one note samba and just hammer away on one topic. We we touch on everything. If you have an intelligent topic, top, if you know, boy, maybe my medication from last week is still affecting my voice. If you have an intelligent comment on any topic, I think it's welcome here. Just keep it brief, selective, and to the point, and then we move on. Um, yeah. I, good grief. My point, I'm I'm all over the place on topics here. and I, I Well, it's like, a, you know, like I say, it's more of a... It's more of a place to talk about things that are of immediate interest, like just happened, or it's more of what we talked about before. It's like building up something, and this, like like I'm reading right now, okay? At 13 minutes, he says he's friends with Terry Bean. I don't know who Terry Bean is. I don't care who's friends with Terry Bean. And I put the statement up from the 15-year-old boy he raped from the Wilmette Week newspaper. I don't know where Wilmette is. I don't know the 15-year-old boy, and I don't know Aussie Luke. So I don't know anything about any of this stuff, and yet I could discuss it. Yeah. I don't think I could. Now see the case law link. Australian gay judge says it's against the law to say Obama is friends with gay pedophiles, even though he says he's a friend, with two men who rode Air Force One charged with underage boy sex crimes. Okay, here's how this would relate, in my opinion. Yes, we know they're pedophiles. Yes, we know they use that. They actually use it for entrapment and to pay people. I mean, hey, you like kids? Here's some kids for you. So we know about those things. We know how they're doing it. They transport children, young children, in carry-all bags, um, sedated. And whatever happened to that woman that was caught with the baby waking up on an Air France? That was like, what, a month and a half, two months ago? Remember there was a story very brief and then it disappeared about this baby that was in a bag in a carry-on bag and I'm like yeah she was probably carrying the kid for somebody else and they had to shut that up but these pedophile networks are all over the world and we know about them so thank you yeah. for posting the link if anyone's interested they can go listen to it or but we know about it it's like watching reruns almost we know there's gay judges we know that there's corruption in the court it is. I mean, from a morality position, everybody here condemns it. And I'm but not. And I'm sure that yeah, you know well, Australia has the same types of problems we do too. What can we do about it other than talk about it? And talk gets cheap after a while if you spend too much talk on, on a topic. And uh, uh, does does Aussie Luke is is he aware that the internal network that caused 9-11 to happen was a group of LGBT pedophiles? Probably, I don't I know. I think but that's more, more important than looking at a particular pedophile and, and beating him with a, with a brick stick. Uh, it's the network of these perverts that almost brought down a nation on 9-11. And we had people like Scalia, our former chief justice, hiding them and enabling all this stuff that Ozzy Luke is posting here. And that's why those creeps, that Ozzy, you're great. I, we agree with you. Those guys are creeps. Well, but what can we do about it? Yeah, it's not. Um, 
I see all the stuff. It's lots, lots of information, and it sounds like it's you know documented. I'm not saying anything about that, but we've yeah. had a lot of people who have come lately just to disrupt. And when I see yeah. a, a question such as this, I gave mainstream news, C-SPAN, and case law. Compare all three. Are you intelligent enough to do that here? It's not a college course, and you're not the professor. That's how I would feel about it. It's like address, oh, let's see, rtsgroup.net provided the Deutsche Bank share trading software use, using for Chris Brown brokerage for insider trading on options. Google my old email address to see where I worked during 9-11. Google my old email address. This is my real identity, Luke McKee. Enter, I don't know, put some numbers in there. I appreciate it. Uh, see, Luke, I'll look into some of this stuff this week. I'll see. I don't know anything about it, so I don't see the point in discussing something I have know nothing about, and I know nothing about this. Exactly. We, and it's only because we have people who come in the last few weeks. We've had two or three, and we've had some before, too, who just come to disrupt. They just want to keep us from talking for whatever reason. The only thing we really talk about on here is stuff that's in the newspaper and what we think about it based on other things that we've researched. That's it. We really don't do anything else. We don't dig into all this stuff. I'm interested, so I will go look. So I will go look. So thank you for that. <clears throat> Just not of our, this is not the focus of our show. We don't zero into that. Yeah. Because, uh, <clears throat> well, again, if if there is any kind of theme at all, it's the Ginger is giving the East Coast viewpoint more more Northeast Maine viewpoint on things, and I bring up a rare conservative spec uh, viewpoint from California, uh, the the land of fruits and nuts. But there's a few conservatives out here, and yeah. I throw in my two cents worth and take it or leave it. Well, Aussie Luke is also saying that. Uh, um worked at RTS Group. Our software was used for insider share trading. We know about insider trading as well. Yeah. We know about uh, spread betting on time of death of events that are pre-planned so that people make money. We know about insurance scams. We know about an awful lot of stuff because we've been studying with Able Danger for quite a while, and we're not sure how many people are showing up because they know that. So if you're aware of Able Danger, if you're not should go find out because there's tons of stuff there. So it's like, um, and I'm not trying to be insulting anyone because I know people can show up and want to teach and, and learn late in the game, but I figure it's very late in the game now. We're talking about, you know, 15 years after September 11th and people are acting like they just heard about something. And yes, it's possible. Maybe people are like 20 years old and now they're interested. I don't know. But we were alive then and we were we knew it was, a lie the day it happened. So it's like, you know, 15 years later or whatever it is now, is late. <laughs> it's late to show up because we've been studying it all this time. So we're way, way ahead of it, of the general population. So yeah, that's why. Just repeating my position is I've I've listened to Able Danger for years and, and other great hosts dealing also with the various interaction of an assortment of secret societies 
and all the other corruption that's gone on, and having government contacts myself, like one I exploded about a little earlier, that I will refrain from screaming about anymore. But uh, I've, I've learned of just how futile it is to to buck a horrifically corrupt system. And if anybody's in the position to do anything, by all means, do it. I'm not going to stop you. But again, preaching to the choir is not really accomplishing much. Yeah. Because uh, at the moment, uh, yeah, I don't know if Jameson's comment was tongue-in-cheek or what, just saying that I, I need to go out and learn how to get active on something. I'm thinking, well, when I don't even have a car to get out of my driveway, how am I supposed to do much of anything? Yeah. And when it's when I'm sweating making an internet, internet and telephone bill payment each month, I can't really call in. I mean, there's no such thing as free speech in this country. A telephone bill and internet is is 120 bucks a month for us. Uh, and then when I'm trying to do business, thank you, Jameskin. Uh, I I thought it was your sense of humor. So uh, uh, the uh, uh, no, it's just the cost of living is not easy. And when when you finally hit sixty five, as I did this year, and you realize, well, the puny little pension I get from aerospace and Social Security together add up to maybe what would be a one week income for a living wage. But I've got three more weeks in this month. I got to survive on. So now it's uh, it's boy scrimp and uh, pinch on everything here. Uh, and I ain't dead yet. I still have health, so I'm still trying to get some business going. Uh, but my gracious, getting investors what a challenge. That's that's some of this elusive paperwork that I'm I'm expecting in the mail. If if the mail will ever get it here for me. Supposedly, uh, a well-heeled individual has seen my executive summary and liked what he saw. So, uh, we'll find out. Be nice if he does. And then, if I uh, do make it on this uh, mountain expedition next week, uh, and and make it back alive the next Thursday, I can report if I found uh, any silver palladium or, or who knows what. Are you going to bring a camera and take some pictures? Uh, I will definitely be taking pictures. That's for sure. Those would be nice to see. And I got to make sure that I have my camcorder with a zoom lens on it because if there's really bears and other critters up there, and what if we see one a quarter mile away? Well, he's a safe distance away, but I'd still like to get a picture of him, so I better have my zoom lens with me. <laughs> so uh, anyhow, we'll uh, we'll see what I find there. But uh, it. If nothing else, it's another day outside, and uh, that's usually pretty healthy. So, um, I, uh, my other well-meaning friend told me, uh, well, the only thing you have to worry about with bears is you don't have to outrun the bear. You just have to outrun the guy you're with. Yeah, I've heard that before. That's a funny one, too. <laughs> yeah, and I'm thinking, huh. yeah, but he's one of the members of my company here, and he's so, so the guy said, "Well, I guess you're going to have to take one for the <laughs> take one for the for the team." Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, friends like that. Who needs, as this expression goes? So. Yeah. Get a 
picture of a kitty cat coming for you. Yeah, bobcat or whatever. Bobcat or a George cat or <laughs> whatever his name is. It'll just be good to get out anyway because you must be getting stir-crazy by this point. Well, that's it. Yeah. So, how's your weather there? Are you having a lot of heat? Uh, The nights are still chilly, low 60s, but yeah. uh, the days, yeah, they're getting 80 and flirting with 90 each day now. So Awesome. Uh, yeah, I like this, it hot like that as long as it's dry. Yeah, well, going back to my earlier comment on, on the flowers going to seed, yeah, that's because we're we're flirting with 90 degrees is what's doing that. So I think we got our last rainstorm last week, and I don't expect many more. But it was it was a the typical gully washer because uh, I went to drive out of the driveway. And I see the the water rushing down the street took a curve right into our driveway and cut a big gully in that, and then went right back out into the street after crossing half through the yard. So we we now have this uh, this canal cut from the street into our across the driveway into the front yard and then back into the street. So. Yeah. I never realized the uh, the elevation of our front yard was below that of the street, but uh, but water proved that it was. So. All that all that flooding and stuff in Houston that people were talking about, they'd say, "Ah, oh, did you hear about the flooding in Houston?" Look, I have family in Texas. It's like I don't know. It's like everything that happens, I know somebody that knows about it. But there were people on. Um, relatives and stuff that were posting on Facebook about helping save those horses because they had a lot of horses that were stranded or in danger of drowning or whatever. They were saving horses down there because everybody's got horses in Texas. That was pretty bad down there. I don't even know if it's drained off yet. And then that um, there was a person who was murdered in a church. Did you hear that about the woman murdered in a church? That was on the news. Oh, I saw a headline. I forget if I took the time to read one the story. of my one of my relatives either knows her or Ooh. or is uh acquainted with you know that in some way because that's a fitness group that they call it camp gladiator and these women go to these fitness groups and they get strong and everything they do like it's not really bodybuilding but they, it's like a boot camp kind of thing where they get really strong from exercising and they get up early and they go do this and this woman went early to set up like at four o'clock in the morning or something like that in a church and got attacked and murdered so they were all talking about that how scary it is and and in texas people get shot very easily for anything because people are armed down there and i just you know i'm kind of amazed that this woman got murdered but they had on the news last night i saw on the national news they were saying that they weren't sure it was a man. They actually had some cameras that showed the person that was there, but they were in a heavy, like, military-style, almost like riot gear, so they couldn't see anything of the person's individual, you know, looks or whether it was a man or a woman. So it may turn out to be something other than a random attack. It could be somebody who didn't like her for some reason. But that was pretty, pretty scary to all of them down there because they're... They're they're strong women, but they're southern bells in a way too. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I I quickly glanced the article, so I didn't read enough of it to sink in. But when I saw the uh, 
the the uh, the alleged murderer was wearing riot gear. Yeah, that that really smelled like a a targeted hit. And he figured that, that was the the only way to hide his identity was to. Who to who was that? Uh, I thought it was the same murder we're talking about. Oh, that I don't the, know. Uh, the the guy who shot the woman was wearing riot gear. Yeah, something like that. Helmet and bulletproof vest and whatnot. Uh, that's like every time I hear of whether it's a celebrity, politician, judge, whatever that that uh, was so distraught over something they hung themselves. I don't believe a word of that. I can't believe anybody would hang themselves for suicide. Uh, that makes no sense at all. Uh, somebody was telling me, "Oh, if it just snaps your quick your neck fast enough." And I think, "Well, you're you're talking like a doctor. People who are depressed don't know about snapping necks and all that stuff. Uh, just the very thought of not being able to breathe is frightening enough that I don't care how depressed you are, hanging would be the last thing a depressed person would ever think about doing." Yeah, I don't think they would do it either. Uh, so whenever I hear about a hanging, no, that that was a murder, and uh, they had no choice in the matter. So uh, on it goes, depressing yep. world out there. But um, uh, well, something else came in my mind, and then yeah, the caller interrupted it, and I forgot it. So I know it's like thing, uh, thrown off. That was like a rift in the, what do they call that, a, um, the time-space continuum had a, <laughs> a little rift. Jumped over it. <clears throat> Aussie Luke is still giving a ton of information in there. So there's there's just a ton of information. There's a lot to look at if anybody's interested in that. There's a lot of links. Um uh, going back to uh, your earlier part of the show, Judge uh, yeah. Anna was saying what to look forward to on the 19th, and I was too busy to. Oh, it was something about the to, um, to read the whole article, and if if that's the same article that you read, I'm sorry, my mind was in a few other areas. All right, I, I was. I, didn't I was reading it kind of just on you know like. In case somebody doesn't want to bother to read it, you know how people—they yeah. don't well, the, have time. The, the question I want to throw at you is: Can you condense it? Something big was supposed to happen on the 19th. Well, did it happen or not? That's my. Um, I don't know because I think it would be something that would be not noticeable right away. But it's like the um, the money situation where. Um, excuse me. Was that the one with the Federal Reserve stuff, or have I mixed that up now with the William Mount stuff and the money? He was talking about the money know. that was owed to us. Oh, um, Neil Keenan was stuff in and gold the and, uh, East because they had to give it to somebody, and so the East was supposed to be, in China in particular, was supposed to be giving it back to the people who rightfully owned it. Um, and the other thing I didn't mention, but it was from a previous week or something was um Neil Keenan saying that all of the all of the money all of the depositors had their own names on their deposits in the east but in the west it was not the same so i think it had something to do with the banking system and um 
yeah, we're after the 19th now. It's the 21st. Tomorrow's Earth Day, 22nd. Um, yeah. And I, you know, so it's like stuff in the upper echelons of the banking industries and the money. But I was hearing stuff in the last few days of like meetings that were going on. Um, people were talking about things that were happening on Monday, which was the 18th, Patriots Day in Maine, Massachusetts, and the Boston Marathon is run. That there were things going on that day, but that wasn't a n- national Monday holiday. That was just Maine and Massachusetts. We're the only ones that do Patriots Day. So I don't know. I don't know, you know where, who, or anything. Because first yeah. you hear Federal Reserve, and then you hear gold, and then you hear Chinese, and then you hear global trade, and it's like it just floats around yeah. in your head, and there's no way to really tie it down. And but if if you ever sense a, a conciliatory, conciliatory tone in my voice, it's because I constantly have to keep keep peace in this bachelor pad because my my yeah. roommate gives a lot more credibility to Nasera than I will. And oh, really? We know what. That's stuff gets posted over there, and I keep coming back with my stockbroker training. And yeah, but yeah. the 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 law says this, and oh, but the the law is getting back to what these other guys were saying. Oh, it's it's case law versus common law versus all these other different legal things. And I'm thinking, I'm oh, sorry, I don't want to use my roommate's name, but I have to keep reminding him he's not rooming with an attorney, so don't use attorney language around me. I don't understand it. Uh, I have There's financial. There's so many layers of everything. Yeah, I yeah. have financial training, not legal training. A uh, big difference there. So, uh, for what it's worth, but anyway, uh, I cannot argue with with him because he's proven himself right more often than I care to admit. Uh, he, well, he he won, shall we say, a lawsuit many years ago that my wrong advice to him at the time was give it up, you're chasing a lost cause, and he would not give it up. And after about a four-year battle, he won the case. And I was astounded. And today... Many years later, I'm kind of benefiting from his tenacity in that area. So, say what you will about Nasera, there's some tidbits of stuff over there that are actually true. And he seems to find it. I can't find anything whenever I look at that site. It just looks like chaos to me. But he finds this tidbit and that tidbit, and it's just as we said earlier. you got to discern everything. And uh, you you just might find something powerfully true on a crazy site like Nasera. I mean, you keep telling me things you find over at Godlike Productions, and yeah, <laughs> a lot of people broad brush that too. But no tidbits. Well, of anybody you up can there. post there. That's why I say don't yeah. just discount it because it's a conspiracy website. There's millions of people that go in there and read that. In yeah. fact, I was reading in there about Prince before I started tonight because. Um, the news of the death of Prince was fairly, you know, recent, and I wanted to know what people were having to say about it because it surprised me to hear people today saying, "Oh, I love Prince's music," and they were very uh, disparate types of people. They weren't like all one type of person. It was like, really, that person likes Prince? I mean, it was funny in a way. It was like, 
Are you kidding? Because you'd think that there would be a narrow, like a narrow group of people that would like Prince because he was so different. And um, so then I started reading about, you know, the conditions that he was found under and that he'd been ill and all this stuff and and what he'd had to say about conspiracy things. And I was like, I haven't been following him at all. I don't know anything about what he had to say about anything. And, you know, he was off in the fog somewhere for me. I don't don't think I'd even thought of him for a long time. Same Even when he here. changed his name back to Prince from whatever it was, a symbol that you couldn't pronounce. And so I was reading it, and I was saying, wow, well, that's kind of interesting. Here's a little video of him appearing somewhere in an interview. And I was like, well, I guess I'll look into this a little bit, because maybe he had changed into some type of advocate or something. But they were talking about all kinds of, of cryptic things he had said recently about, like, he knew he was leaving. <laughs> Very weird. I'm sure there'll be more about it. There'll be documentaries. They'll have like a two-hour special or something. But there's always some little thing in it that you can learn and take with you for the future. My gosh. They have a huge conversation going in here. It'll take me a week to read it all. Dolan's saying, Pete, have Goldrod will hunt. What? Valam said, uh, Pete, have Goldrod, will hunt. Yeah, that's one of my challenges. Is I, I already know ahead of time it's supposed to be a strenuous hike, and I'm wondering how am I going to strap that metal detector on my back and carry that. But uh, I, I don't want to do two or three hours of hiking and have a curious rock in front of me and not have the metal detector with me to know if it's worth carrying back or not. So last thing I want to do is carry back 20 pounds of worthless rocks from uh, from wherever this destination is we're, we're going to. Well, it sounds like it'll be fun. You'll have a good time. Yeah. If nothing else, we'll, uh, yeah. we'll get some interesting scenery there. Yep, get out of the house. Um, let's see. On uh, Let's see. Gold revaluation. Uh, trying to connect some dots that again were flying through my mind during during that active discussion that was confusing all of us. Oh yeah, on the, the various broad brushing of, of all these different sites, uh it was disgusting. This fellow who won't use the word doctor because he does not have a doctor degree, but he just uses the word professor and that's Professor uh, James McCanny who has been very good on a lot of topics he preaches on, but the subject of rumor mill news came up once. And he broad-brushed it and said, oh, that's just a CIA site, and they're always begging you for money, and uh, what's the CIA going to be doing with your donation money? And I'm thinking, you short, (laughs) you nearsighted idiot. You don't know who runs rumor mill is run by a CIA widow? She does have income problems. That's why she's asking for money all the time. They probably see that decoration that's up there, and they think it's the CIA because well, it, it looks like it, but it's not. It's just a booth. Uh, and I, I forget, I think you told me once, but I, I learned of uh, Raylan Allen's existence when she got interviewed by Stan Monteith over on uh, Radio Liberty. That's yeah. where I first learned about her. Uh, and then 
learn more about her when I was reading uh, one of Rodney Stitch's books, uh, Defrauding America, and uh, uh, really got to know the lady and really gained a lot of respect for her. Uh, my gracious, she had a background that none of us had. And she certainly had inside views on things. Now, now she's attracted a few nutcases, <laughs> but uh, then again, hasn't every website. So, uh, I don't even remember how I first met her. I mean, online. I don't know her, but saw her online. Mm-hmm. But it was that's where I found Field and David was on her show. So I don't know. Maybe I was listening to podcasts and happened to hear hers. I don't remember how I got there. Uh-huh. Might have but, even uh, been might have even been just Google searching for things to do with 9/11 because that was my focus. A lot of the time was to try to find out more about that, and I may have come across it that way. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's great to have sites like that to get uh, follow-up commentaries on on other kind of one-note sambas that may be good on a few things. Like I've mentioned before, Ben Fulford is good on a few topics. But where are the again, ninjas, you, though? Where are the ninjas? He was promising us ninjas. Well, that's it. Uh, anybody can screw up, and he certainly screwed up on that one. But I have to respect him in that he wrote for Forbes, and he understood basic public security is better than anybody else out there. Yeah. And so he does come from that perspective. And when you take a uh, a bus driver and put him in a race car, bizarre things are going to happen. And at, working for Forbes, he was basically a bus driver. He was he knew how to handle a bus, and that was it. And then when he gets into the conspiracy world, no, now he's got to handle a sports car on a mountain. And this is a different driving situation than uh, than pushing a greyhound down the down the highway. I used to read all of the stuff that he put out, and then he started charging for it, and I was like, I'm not paying for it. And then I stopped reading it. But I was just, you know, I thought, boy, he really drew in a lot of people. I just—I don't think he has any credibility, really. Well, I don't know if his story is even true or if it's made up. You know about him being Canadian and all that, going uh, home to visit Canada, and his culture being what Japan now. I don't really have that much of an issue on that because people do move around in their lives. Yeah, they do, change, but, but uh, it's that integrity thing. It's like. You have to be the same person today in some core ways than as you were the last time. And he's always different. Every time you see him, you don't even know what he's going to be doing. Yeah. But, well, the uh, last I saw him, I haven't seen him recently. So. But he's not much different than Neil Keenan. He's uh, he's an American over in a foreign culture. And I, I kind of appreciate the different perspectives I get from both him and Neil, even though they sure don't see eye The only eye thing I saw Neil Keenan do that I thought was really strange and seemed to be outside things was the night they were smashing the box that they had been given supposedly to see what was inside of it, and they couldn't get it open, and they were smashing it. I thought that was pretty funny, but I always think, you know, if I see Neil Keenan, he's going to be Neil Keenan. He's going to look like Neil Keenan, talk like Neil Keenan, and refer to things and 
everything's consistent. With Ben Fulford, it could be a totally different person almost. That's why I say the integrity part, the um, consistency of the person. He's he's almost like a character to me, Ben Fulford. Well. His real name is Leon Greenberg. That's a belly I'm saying. Oh, my gosh, not another Greenberg. They're everywhere, you know. Greenbergs with different last names. Supposedly it's a huge family. I've brought up on Greenbergs before, especially regarding know, Sandy but... Hook. But when you get intelligent remarks like more foreigners own U.S. dollar bills than Americans do, and that's a fact that all of us, everybody who's chanting, oh, revaluation and the dollar's going to collapse and and all this horrible fear-mongering, they better realize that the bulk of the world is trading U.S. dollars. And people that want to see a collapse of the U.S. dollar are nutcases. Is it true they're still trading? Because I'd heard they were not trading in U.S. dollars anymore. It's Lots changing the world. one country at a time and one industry at a time. But the raw fact is there's more dollars out there in other countries than there are in circulation here in America. I wouldn't take any dollars. They ought to ask me what I think. I wouldn't take a damn dollar from anybody. Well, as the expression because goes... Because it's worthless. If, it's a piece of paper. It means it's nothing. It's, if you got any, you want to throw them away, just mail them out to Desert Pete, Southern well, California. Well, you can use them still, but... That's the key factor, is uh, that's all my... That's what I keep reminding my roommate, who's so avid on revaluation and this, and let's go back to constitutional money and blah, 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 all the stuff we've yeah. heard of a zillion times here from William Mount and others. Uh, Well and good, but that better be gradual because at the moment our Internet bill is due. And if we can't deliver Federal Reserve notes in the quantity that they're demanding, we don't have Internet and you can't go reading Nasera tomorrow. And you can't go talking to anybody. I can't call into Ginger's show and express any of my good or bad views on anything if if I don't have enough Federal Reserve notes to keep these utilities going. And uh, it's been heat the last few months, and now we're coming into mandatory air conditioning here to stay alive. And we'd better be able to come up with some Federal Reserve notes to keep those air conditioners running. Uh, so anybody who gives me baloney about Oh, the dollar is worthless. Any ones you have that you want to get rid of, just send them my way, and I'll put them to good use. Uh, but uh, as far as real money, I fully agree. Constitutional money is the way to go. Government needs to print it and regulate it, as was done in our early colonies. That's why the early colony economy just grew so fast. And Ben Franklin uh, admitted that to uh, to the British royals, and that's how the revolution started. It's when they realized that uh, these crazy colonists were printing their own money and uh, short-circuiting the, uh, the London Bank. So. Um, and the other asinine argument we hear, and I was afraid he, this caller tonight was going to bring this up, is uh, you hear politicians debating on 
Walsh, we we got to tax the rich heavier. And I'm thinking, you idiot, go read Walter Burian. You don't need taxes to run any government. Yeah. What part of government prints the money don't you understand? Does anybody know where money comes from? And the Walter Burian point is let government invest up to a small percentage in any business they want and capitalize America by doing so. And I wouldn't care if if government, as crazy as they are, owned 10% of my company so that 10% of my dividends went to government uh, because dividends are great. They're not interest. As the executive of my company, I can declare a dividend whenever I want. Uh, well, the thing is that, you know, my my view of a government is that it should be only doing what it has to do to function. It shouldn't be branching out into any of this stuff. That's just me. I'm old-fashioned, I guess. Oh, but, exactly. Uh, to me, it's way way outside the the boundaries of what they should be doing. That That was a crazy... Republican-only fanatic that I used to call a friend that uh, when I brought to his attention that uh, we didn't have any world wars before income tax. And his retort was, oh, government has to do so many things today. We've got to have income tax. And I'm thinking, what an idiot. And the, the appalling thing is this guy's dad was stinking rich. Yeah. Consequently, all he knows is spending daddy's money. He knows nothing about economy. And I'm sorry to say that's what's populating both parties here is a whole bunch of rich fat cats that never had to earn a dollar in their life. Uh, And they've just got this unlimited credit card from the Federal Reserve and that the public has to pay the interest on it. Oh, that was another crazy Facebook argument I got in this week, is uh, when uh, the replacing of Andrew Jackson by Harriet Tubman uh, hit Facebook comments. Uh, This one site called Young Conservatives was, uh, oh, blaming this uh, replacement of the uh, the sacred uh, Andrew Jackson with uh, with a woman's picture. Why, that's a typical uh, liberal uh, stunt. And I just put a post. I said, actually, Andrew Jackson hated the banks. It was an insult to put him there in the first place. And the first thought was that it was going to be Susan B. Anthony. And I pointed out, and Susan B. Anthony was actually pro-life. So as a conservative, I don't have any complaint with replacing Andrew Jackson, who himself would never want to be seen on a Federal Reserve note in the first place. So fine, put put a woman up there. I, Susan B. Anthony, now we find out it's going to be Harriet Tubman. But it made me no difference. And so the the really asinine, sarcastic, troll comments that came in after mine was just an insult to anybody's intelligence. I'm thinking, these guys, if how am I going to reply to that? They don't have the IQ to read Creature from Jekyll Island. 
these guys read nothing but Hustler. It's obvious. And even if I was to recommend Mike Rivera's excellent YouTube video on uh, All Wars or Bankers Wars, they couldn't sit still for 50 minutes and watch it. All they have the mentality to do is jump on some porno site and watch uh, five minutes of uh, you know what and uh, and move on. Uh, that's the mentality I'm, I'm running into on Facebook, and I'm, I'm just not wasting my time there anymore. And these alleged conservative sites are so filled with trolls that come back. Oh, one was uh, oh, and they wonder why Republicans think we're all. Tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists. I stated a fact about Andrew Jackson, and they want to call me a conspiracy theorist? This is the mentality we're dealing with here. This is back to two weeks ago. These people are barely above a chimpanzee. Oh, yeah, 85 IQ. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, uh... Maybe I'll get some. I'll, I'll breathe a lot of fresh air when I go uh, hiking up the hill next week. Then, so I look forward to that. Uh, let's see. Seven thirty. Are you there, or did the computer switch you off? I think the computer switched uh, switched Ginger off. So I gotta um, flap my gums and try to say something intelligent. So uh, as usual, I'll just thank everybody for for putting up with us here. And uh even the, the, the new visitors and uh yeah, we we can only handle topic changes so often, so don't be offended if, if you didn't get switched on tonight. They weren't messing around, they just dumped me right off. So rude. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh that's artificial intelligence for you. Yeah, three hours chunk, you're gone. Yep. Yep. You know, I'm just sick of it. I don't want the computers running everything. Sorry to say. I, I would love it if the entire thing went down. I'm saying this while Aussie Luke is here because Aussie Luke is apparently very good at computers and is a hacker. So, if I were in charge of the world, <laughs> I know I'm I'm not the only one that thinks this, but some people think it's horrible. I wouldn't mind if the entire grid went down and all the electricity. And I'm sorry if some people have to have electricity. I'm really sorry about it. But, you know, they've been warned for how many years that they needed to get ready for it to happen. And so they should have. Well. When there's, you know, there's generators and stuff. But, but the control is coming from computer systems. That's where the control is coming from because they can't come to everybody's house singly and do the same thing that they can do with those damn computers, excuse my French. But as a, a self-appointed specialist on free energy or economical energy, whatever term you want to use, clean energy is the one I've, I've settled, with, settled with recently, uh, it's not free. It's expensive. And all these new ideas... When you finally find one that works, after you've waded through thousands of dollars of ones that didn't work, and you finally find one that does work, uh, how much money has been water under the bridge uh, to get to that stage? 
so that uh, so that I'm now saving 80% of my electric bill because I have all these solar panels on my roof, but uh, now I got to pay for them, and uh, that's been the problem with uh, with all these alternative ideas for getting the electricity, and that's why even Desert Pete, who who runs an energy webs energy related website, is still on the grid, and he still has to pay an electric bill to keep his air conditioners running. Because I haven't been able to find the money to to get the necessary equipment together to run any of these other nifty ideas that I talk about on my website. That's when I realize that it all boils down to the economy. And if you don't get uh, usable cash into the hands of those who can be productive with it, then the economy is just going to stall. And when we get nothing but a parade of one corrupt politician after another who directs government taxpayer money into the hands of corrupt people, and I was joking with somebody, okay, what what if we do find silver up in this really remote location at the top of a mountain? Uh, whoever is determining the expenses of the operation, well, what kind of equipment are we going to need to get the silver ore from location A down to where it can be processed at location B, and now we got to look at the cost of uh, handling that aspect of mining. And shall we take the government contractor approach and let's build a four-lane highway up to that one location on the mountain, and let's carry all that ore down in the trunk of Rolls Royces? Uh, that's how defense contractors think, uh, and then bill it to somebody else. No, you're going to have to get a dirty old truck and uh, railing and, and whatnot. But uh, but thinking as a, a former union member myself, uh, let's not hire illegal aliens for minimum wage. Let's uh, hire locals at living wage. And uh, that's the overhead of getting this, this raw dirt from point A to point B. So anyway, different approaches to business out there. Whether I can ever get one running profitably or not, I don't know. But, but I, I do have to be. I am quite a bit honest as, as to what the operating expenses are of everything. And it's it's a difficult venture to get any kind of a business started yeah. without a bundle of capital to begin with. And boy, that's sure difficult to come by. I'm beginning to talk in circles and, uh, and hearing echoes in my own voice, so... Uh, I think I'm going to. Wrap. I was hearing clicking on my phone, so maybe they're listening in. All this exciting stuff. Yeah. Well. Ginger not... wants to have us go back to the pre-electricity age. Just like be pedaling a bicycle to turn on a light in your house. <laughs> we oh. would be better off because it would stop everything for a while. Could we? Uh, how well could we do a uh, an UDA show with smoke signals? Uh, we wouldn't be doing an UDA show. People would have to be doing more local stuff. They'd have to go out and actually talk to their neighbors. <laughs> well, that's a scary thought. Hey, you guys got any chickens over there? Right. Yeah, we've got everything into these systems that aren't even human. They're just. They're making up their own minds. The computer makes up its own mind what's supposed to happen. My stupid Toyota drives me up a tree. I don't like that thing. It does what it wants. I don't think that's right. 
I think cars should do what you tell them to do, not do what they want. If I go in the house, my car will lock itself. I think that's really stupid. So I go back out to get something out of my car and I can't get in it because it's locked itself. I'm standing there in the rain swearing at it. Got to go back in the house, get my keys out again, which I have put away so I don't lose them, right? Yeah. I just think it's stupid. I think it's stupid. It does things without me even knowing that it's going to do it. Sometimes I'm backing out of the driveway and I touch something and it sends the message for the Bluetooth or something and it starts talking to me. So I, it delays just enough so that I don't know that I've done anything and then that woman's voice yells at me and I jump. You can't tell me that's safe, you know? It's like blast you all of a sudden like that voice just did. And um, did you hear that voice? No. No voice came on the line and yelled in my ears right then. And <clears throat> could have been a taxi going by or something. Uh, or... Uh-oh, Ginger's hearing voices during the show. Yeah, I'm hearing voices. No, <laughs> could be somebody in on the line somehow. But anyway, so I'm like, I'm on, um, I'm driving and this thing yells at me, this woman's voice. And it's just so I can make a phone call or something. I don't use my phone in the car. I didn't. I never set it up, but it's a button that I touch because it's on the steering wheel. So then I'm like fishing around because it shocks me and alarms me and all that. I get startled response, and I'm looking for the way to shut it off because she's still talking. She won't shut up, right? I want her to stop. It's just stupid. These cars that do all these things, they want you not to be distracted while you're driving, but they've got, but you know, bells going off and alarms and. The night that I pulled off by the side of the road because I thought for sure my car had something really wrong with it, and all it was was I'd put a bag of cans on the seat. So it thought I had a passenger, so it was giving me an alarm, so they put their seatbelt on. You know, I've been driving with a seatbelt on since I was 16 years old. I don't need to have something going off in my car because I don't have it on. Not everyone is, you know, brain dead. IQ of 50 and needs. I don't even know if somebody with an IQ of 50 would be able to drive or even know they're supposed to wear a seatbelt. So, what's the point? You're right. Some of this automated stuff is more annoying than anything. It's, uh, yeah. it's not just annoying to me. It's dangerous to me because I my thought process is methodical in in those kinds of things, and something like that is throwing chaos into it. It's like. All of a sudden, somebody's talking to me or an alarm's going off, and I can't figure out where it is to shut it off, so I have to find a place to get off the road. I mean, how ridiculous is that? I'm what? driving along, minding my own business, and some alarm goes off, and all it is is cans in the seat. <laughs> and I, it would have been one thing if it had gone off the minute that I started to drive away, but no, it waited till I was down the road about three miles, and then it did it. So I thought something was going wrong with my car. It's crazy. Before too much longer, all us old people, we won't be able to drive anymore anyway. They can have the ones that drive themselves and I, however they're going to do that so they don't ram into things. I don't know. Yeah, I got my own crazy technology story that happened to me today. While, while I was in the FedEx office, <coughs> I was a little curious about the address I had, and I said, does your computer acknowledge this address? And when I used the phrase, your computer, I meant, FedEx's address-seeking computer. I mean, that's the final word. If if FedEx can't find the address, they aren't going to ship it for you. 
so I thought, well, the, the bottom line answer was no, FedEx did not acknowledge that address that I had. And to my surprise, the guy pulled out his personal cell phone and talked to it <clears throat> for this special business office that I was looking for. And it came back with the correct street address. Yeah. And, well, I had to double check, so I had my, my own smartphone with me. So I quickly sent a text to this party in another country saying, is this really the street that I should be sending it to because you didn't give me a street address. You just gave me blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I eventually got a text back from him. But while the fellow was, he turns around and shows me his I don't know, Samsung, whatever. It was one of these big screen uh, cell phones that you can hardly fit in your pocket. And as he's showing that to me, the thing also started talking, apparently advertising or something. Boy, was that annoying. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're right. All this startling technology here. But but I had to comment to him. I said, I, I'm still delirious or I'm still apprehensive on the security issue with these smartphones, but I said, this is amazing. Uh, here I am 25 miles away from my computer, but I can text somebody on the other side of the world and confirm an address. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I got back just in time to send the package. So, uh, wow, that, that's confusing. Uh, looking at the chat here, uh, guest 10, Pete, tell us about solar panels, please. Uh, just simplified 21% uh, efficiency is great the latest I've heard of is 22% so it's still not perfect there are theoretical items that if you scroll back on my web page a few years there have been black world developments way up in the 50 and higher percent efficiency range, but those kind of disappear as soon as they're invented. And it's only the spooks in the military that ever get them. And poor people like us can't even touch it. And as soon as anything like that does creep out into the commercial world, it's so outrageously expensive you can't afford it anyway. So solar, as far as anything you can afford, uh, 21 or 22 percent are, are both excellent if you can find them. Uh, and the only place I know of right now that's uh, that's selling as many as you want of the 21 percent uh, solar collectors, those are the little three or six inch diameter discs, and you then have to wire a panel yourself. Or excuse me, no, he does sell a, a four by six foot panel. Take that back. Uh, simple EVTV is uh, the website that sells those, and I'll put that. Uh, although I think my bro yeah, my browser is 
freaking out here. Uh, oh, shucks. His last three digits, I forgot. Not com. It's something really weird. If I can get the thing to work tonight, we'll post it. Yeah, my browser's freaking out. I probably can't post anything the rest of the night here. Firefox does this to me when... Uh, yeah, I think point. there's weird stuff happening with it tonight. Mine's doing stuff too and making noise. Click on one thing, and a completely different window opens up. Um, I'm I'm out of the chat tonight. I'm sorry. Uh, if anybody can can remember, EV Electric Vehicle Television is what it stands for. EVTV, and I believe it's dot ME. M is in Mary, E is in Edwards. Uh, electric Vehicle Television. Mary Edward would be the phonetic uh, EVTV.me and follow the links from that and uh, uh, he's selling uh, probably the most efficient panels I know of which are great for if you have like a houseboat with an electric motor on it uh, it's fantastic for that and other do-it-yourself kind of projects so that's about the only intelligent thing I have to add for solar here uh, at, at guest 10's request. And my whole browser. I, wrote, I typed it in there. I don't know what else they were talking about in here. Too much is going on. Too much stuff from Aussie Luke. There's so much in there you could do a term paper on it. And I'm not sure it's all on the up and up either. Yeah, comments look kind of like broad brushing there. Well, if I block the chat for Aussie Luke, I'll lose all of it. I don't want to do that either. So, um, I guess be careful what you open up because we don't have any idea whether this is all perfectly fine stuff to be opening or not. I, um, well, that's interesting. I didn't request that. I better sign. We're going into dead air here, and that's unforgivable in broadcast radio. So uh, yeah, no really, simple. I'm I'm out of steam. Anyways, it's almost eleven here. Yeah, I, I'm getting freaked out by the way my browser is acting. And, uh, so I better sign off. Uh, that's it for the week. Uh, I think I'll be back in time for showtime next week. Uh, Hi. Uh, I should. I have some doctor's appointments next, next week, too, so I need to be back home. All right, if I have any interesting stories, we'll, uh, we'll share them. Well, have a great time and enjoy every minute of it. Well, we'll make a, a concerted effort to it. So, uh, 
try to survive everything. Uh, Cash is having its his world government meeting this weekend, and he did not post anything. So I don't know if he's going to come out with a world government announcement next week or not. Maybe we'll have news on that. But uh, but right now it's it's all secretive stuff going on down in Dubai, and uh, and I don't know what's happening there. I, I can't I can't afford to <laughs> to to know. So uh, that's all I can add on that. All right, my voice is giving out. Time to go fix dinner. I'll hand it over to you and let you close out for the for the. Uh, All right. Good night. I was okay. hearing just a little bit of you, but I don't know if it's because you're dropping your voice or because you're actually losing your phone. I'm sorry. My my voice was was wearing out for the night. So anyway, signing off. All right. You Best have a good night everybody. and a good week. Catch you next week. All right. Good okay. Night. All right, I'm going to say goodnight to you guys. I think we've been here well long enough, probably. Um, and I will try to go in and, and uh, look up some of the stuff that's been put in the chat this week. It'll be a good time for you to go get some uh, chat links if you're interested in all this stuff. Um, chatgrabber.com, put the show ID 94426. Choose the episode, which is 242 for tonight. And uh, you can look at this stuff to your heart's content. I don't know if you want to, but you're certainly welcome to. Um, I have no idea what half of the stuff in there is, so don't hold it against me. If you find something you don't want to see, don't tell me about it, because I really don't care. We're grown-ups. All right. um, Thank you very much. I'll give you a couple minutes to say goodnight and share all your stuff and and, uh, tell Aussie Luke that I'm not a shill. I don't even know what a shill is, really. When I think shill, I think Karen Hudis. So that's the first person I think of when I think shill. And people like George Stephanopoulos. So I'm not like them. Anyway, so have a good night, a good week, and we'll see you all next week. And if you want to email to me, my email address is gingercookie87 at yahoo.com. You can send me anything you want there. Don't send me newsletters, though, because I don't have time to read them. And and, uh, no pictures of kitties and puppies, I always say, because I get too much stuff to read, and I need to have it be something that's, you know, interesting or something you just found out that you're excited about, but not just stuff, because that's what people used to email was just a bunch of stuff, and I'm like, I don't have time for it. Okay, I love you all, and I'll see you later. Do the best you can this week. Use your talents. I think we're all doing that anyway. All right, good night. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.